What's up, guys? Welcome back to uh, Director Showdown, uh, episode six. Episode six. Brent, what do we do here at Director Showdown? What, what's this whole man? Just diving theme? right into what it. Is this? What uh, is so, this? Director Showdown is a podcast uh, in which Adam and I hit two directors mm-hmm. uh, that we pick against one another, and we watch uh, selected filmography. By each of them and mm-hmm. kind of weigh them against one another, talk about them separately, mm-hmm. and then in the end kind of uh, try and pick a winner. This season is a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, because we kind of equally love uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, who is mm-hmm. the director we're talking about today, and Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think we we each love them, I'd say, equally before we did this, and mm-hmm. we'll see if it's equal at uh, the end of yeah. this uh, season. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, we're on episode six, talking The Master, and today we have um, our good buddy, uh, John uh, Caceres. How's it going, man? Hey, guys. It's uh, it's good to be back. This is pretty, this, you, know, you know, watching The Master, and um, well, I've never seen The Master before. before you know what? Watching so, it. yeah, I, I, want, I, I want to ask, or at least bring up the fact that you haven't seen uh, a PTA movie before, before like three or four days ago, yeah, yeah, until Whoa. until and then you watched, uh, <laughs> you watched them in order, right? So you watch Punch Drunk Love, mm-hmm. and then there, there will, will be, be Blood, blood yeah. and The Master. But you haven't so, right? seen Boogie Nights? I have not seen Boogie Nights yet. It's wow. um, that's going to be it's it's interesting that you start with Punch Drunk you Love because start with Boogie Nights, honestly, it's going to be yeah. weird going back because it is a very different movie right. in a lot of different ways. Um, and but yeah, I mean, tell tell us like what your experience was, just like from the gr- like the ground up, like just watching PTA for the first time. So um, my approach to this material, I think I, I I shared this before we started recording, was like I had heard online that um, Punch Drunk Love, There Will Be Blood, and um, The Master have a thematic connection between them, and so like technically like you know a, a thematic trilogy, you know per se, like you know kind of like Edgar Wright's um, Cornetto trilogy, you know like Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz, and uh, mm-hmm. The World's End, which I'm a huge fucking fan of. Like yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so having you, when you guys uh, contact me and said that you wanted me to be on a PTA uh, Master episode, I I obviously had never seen any PTA movies. It's not that I was avoided them or anything. I just hadn't gotten around to them. Like, oh, you know, you've I been avoiding them. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, like now, I mean, I yeah. see that I may, I may have been. You saw that three-hour uh, length and was like, ah, that's yeah, fine. I I mean, can't. Yeah. Well, and also, and also PTA is his ex-stepdad, so there's mm. kind of some... Yeah, yeah that, that's true, too. Yeah, that's you don't of, have a good relationship with my mm, Yeah, all. exactly. It's okay. <laughs> For the longest time, I thought P.W.S. Anderson was my... Or Paul W.S. Anderson was don't my fucking... Don't you dare bring oh, so that name quite, up. It was quite an upgrade. Don't to you my bring <laughs> the six... The good Paul Anderson. 
evil Hey, uh, Event Horizon is a fucking amazing movie. It's and like I will go his on, last good like, movie. I will go on. Uh, yeah, it was only good it's movie. Like, except like, for like, Baby Death broken, Race, which was kind of It's a broken race. clock is right twice a day. <laughs> fucking Resident it's like, Evil. It's and, like saying, uh, what's his name? Fucking Yui Ball was, is good because of um, Rampage. It's like Rampage is not a bad movie. I'm not in a position to say any bad director is like good because like I I mean I interviewed uh, Lloyd Kaufman at one point for our podcast so I I mean it's a really cool interview check it out at uh, Revenge of the (laughs) Sequel but like that being said I'd say at least Kaufman is like enthusiastic about his films while Yui Bowl is just trying to like do tax dodges yeah it's like you know there's a huge difference in that respect I think. Yeah. But anyway paul ws anderson great paul pt paul thomas anderson even better um well, watching these Mila jovich didn't think he was good enough yeah he's, she's still oh, with him yeah no they, i thought they broke up well, they're still, i just literally saw a photo like the other day well she doesn't she doesn't really get too much uh well she'll upgrade to pta once maya rudolph <laughs> decides to move on but there'd be um, no biracial children how sad oh that's true <laughs> um but in all seriousness though i like i've fallen in love with um with paul thomas this at least this these uh three films i have yet to see inherent vice and um Boogie nights obviously mm-hmm. and um magnolia which is mm-hmm. a little bit um kind of intimidating to well yeah to and uh, uh this is probably my least favorite his newest one um movie uh, phantom threat yeah, i've not phantom seen phantom threat, phantom threat is great yeah um, really really good i do love the fact that like all these movies look like they're shot on fucking celluloid which is like you know film and uh it's Oh man, every fucking movie is just so fucking great. Sexy, it's so, right? Yeah, it's visually sexy. Like hypnotizing. I think, yeah, like very. It, everything is hypnotic from the performances down to like the yeah. camera movements. Sixty. I just looked it up. Uh, Sixty-five millimeters. Sixty-five is what he shot the master shot on. Um, and it was the first movie since Kenneth Branagh's. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, what the like, fuck am I here for, John? I'll <laughs> yeah, go ahead sorry. and leave. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. So what? Do you think, it's crazy uh, though. How, how, I mean, you've seen. All these PTA movies in a row. In a short amount of time, which I'm, I'm like obsessed. I can't wait to go back right. and re fucking watch. I watched The Master twice because, like, obviously. The Master is required yeah, twice. Yeah, it's required, yeah, because I needed to watch it and, like, at least know my shit for this, or at least my, my uh-huh. approach to this. Um, I can't wait to go back and watch. Like, I've been trying to convince my brother to watch mm-hmm. um, uh, There Will Be Blood with me because There Will Be Blood is just a fucking. It's a epic. masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, it's like an. Dude, that, super that movie. Epic. God. Yeah, it's like. That that movie is a, is a classic. It's like it's it one of the best movies made, one of the top ten or twenty movies made in like the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. Like that's how fucking good that movie is. Um, yeah, I mean, he, if he hasn't seen it, like get him to because that movie gets better each time you watch it. Also, Absolutely. which which is kind of the case yeah. for all of PTA's movies. And uh, if you haven't listened to our previous podcast on the world, be led. Stop this recording right now. Press stop yeah, yeah. on your iTunes and listen. It's a, it's a good episode. Who we have on that one? We have Brian. That's right. Yeah, that was yeah. a really good episode. So how do you feel uh, so about ago. PTA yeah. and uh, Quentin Tarantino? How, how, does, how do those two compare to you now based um, off your recent viewings? Of yeah, and I know it's still very fresh. Mm-hmm. Like it's – yeah. Are you asking me like like which one do I like better or like which one? I, like, more so just like uh, – yeah, I guess so. I mean it, it, for us obviously it's hard to choose between two but – they are doing different things. They're definitely. So that, that's kind of it's that's definitely turning into like a recurring theme of mm-hmm. the season is like the subjective versus the objective, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like what I was talking about on the There Will Be Blood episode where I can objectively say this is like what I just said one of the best movies made right, in yeah. modern years, 
but I, it like to me, I don't know if it's like in my top 10, you know, like, mm. like there's a subjective or we were talking about, um, uh, like Reservoir Dogs and like, um, yeah, Pulp Fiction Quentin. is objectively his best movie, but I prefer yeah. Reservoir Dogs because that's what got me into film. Exactly. There's a subjectivity you know I mean? there. So yeah. like, do you like, how, how do you, do you think that like, uh, is there an objective better director or do you, and do you have a subjective better director Ooh, okay, or not? Um, like, what's your favorite yeah. Quentin Tarantino movie? My favorite Quentin Tarantino movie is Inglorious Bastards. Oh, um, I feel shit. like at that point, you he gets, in my opinion, you kind of he nails his cinematic language like that he has, and then he kind of calms down in later movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like it's mm-hmm. it's at its, at its peak. The storyline is really cool. I don't really like. I was never really attracted to the spaghetti western growing up, and even like when yeah. I was into like when I, even when I got really into movies, like I think like you know um, late middle school and early high school era, like I wasn't really too into like all of, like you know westerns and stuff because i know sergio leone and i know like um that tarantino loves all that shit mm-hmm. i just love the fact that like there's like an art for everybody in inglorious bastards and that it it wraps up so so satisfying yeah and like and the the humor the the way the dialogue is is kind of you know played around with in that one i think it's just like uh to me that's my favorite tarantino film i i definitely understand that like uh because i i've already watched it for um this it's gonna be our next episode and it's like god that movie is so fucking satisfying mm-hmm. with like a few th- with a few exceptions that we'll talk about and i already talked to adam about this but like that movie is really gratifying to watch and uh, I can definitely understand, especially like, like nowadays too. Like even in the like in this current exactly, yeah, climate. where Nazis yeah, are running yeah. amok. <laughs> and like, so it's um, yeah. God, it's, the ending of that movie, fuck, dude. Exactly, God. like that ending is the ending the world needed back in the day. Yeah, and it's just like it's so. It's the ending America needs now in twenty eighteen. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need a grindhouse film. Oh God, for with Donald <laughs> Trump in it. <clears throat> oh, and I won't please. say what what that entails. NSA. Yeah. I have, I, I've go ahead and make up your own uh, make interpretation. Your own, yeah, I've actually forgotten that Tarantino did a, a Grindhouse Death Proof movie, and like yeah. that one's probably that movie's that's kind of high up on my list only because I love exploitation films. Dude, that movie is fun as hell. Yeah, man. it's, it's yeah, fun. It's really See, good. There, there is an interesting like uh, through line in the sense that it seems like Quinn Tarantino is a lot more fun to watch than PTA, but PTA has a more hypnotic. Mm-hmm. Um, thing to it so it's not i'm not saying that pt is not enjoyable to watch nope yeah. it's just that with tarantino it's like you have it's like a roller coaster yeah. well it's, sense, it's, you know what i mean you're, you're going back to like the season one thing i feel and like like spielberg kubrick thing it's yeah, like yeah. it's it's like it's two sides of mm-hmm. like of what a director can be mm-hmm. it's like the fun one and like and not saying like it's mutually exclusive like they overlap all the time but um but yeah i think that's which still is definitely interesting there. that there was this that I mean, we're going off top, but Kubrick, I I defended, mm-hmm. and he's the more, he's not the fun type kind of guy, <laughs> while Spielberg is, and then, yeah. I mean, I think people think that I'm more on the Tarantino, yeah, and you're on the, the PTA side, which is like kind of the opposing... Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, right. Like we flip flopped yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I w- in 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 this category, like PTA and and Tarantino. Um, Tarantino is obviously the more commercial. That's a weird word to say, but like he's the more commercial one, I guess. Like you know that the masses are going to. Dude, flock his, to his movies stuff. have been doing really well. His his newer movies have been doing really well at the box office. Right, and because it's yeah. his name attached, and you again, like the way you guys said it, like you're going to be a little bit more entertained, like as in like you know. In terms of spectacle and, and content, as opposed to the think pieces that like PTA produces. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, objectively, 
<clears throat> I think that PTA now discovering PTA and I thank you guys for fucking getting me on the ball finally. Yeah. Um, PTA I think is objectively better, only because yeah. yeah. I um I always go back to my original like you know what I was taught about film is that film is like like basically um to me like it's the visuals first and dialogue like second yeah Tarantino is the opposite like it's it's all about like you know just throwing these and that's I'm not digging on that like I love Tarantino's like talkie scenes like no one yeah. can do them like him and so like you I, know I agree with you 100 percent yeah so no one can do tar- you know so would you like say Tarantino? that PTA is a, I mean Tarantino is a better writer. Well, PT is a better director. I, I think PTA uh, I think you might be onto something. Well, the thing is, I think I think I, I don't want to take words out of your mouth, but like I think PTA's stuff can only be interpreted as film, and I think Quentin Tarantino, I think for a lot of his stuff, honestly, you could get it in a book, like you could get it in another medium, and not to say that like the way he directs isn't like amazing and like really great, but I think it's not like crucial to like take it in that way if mm. that makes sense so oh yeah. right yeah like i would definitely i mean i agree with that only because the reason i'm i'm when i'm watching pta i kind of see a kubrickian sense if you will because mm. of the way like the very well composed like i can't say enough about like the cinematography and and this movie or in his other fucking flicks like everything there will is be so, blood is like a masterpiece yeah, of everything yeah. is like almost symmetrical Brent, like why you why you would be on pta side it's, everything's so like <laughs> I don't understand symmetrical in the shots, and it's just like, and everything is like, almost looks like a fucking painting, like like well, the way Kubrick's movies do. Like it goes back to the crazy. Spielberg thing. It's like it's 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 the the only way you can take this story in is visually, and that means it's that's how I feel about Spielberg, and that's how I feel about PTA also. Mm-hmm. But Kubrick does that. Uh, but I think Spielberg does that better. I mean, we're going back to like our arguments in well, season one. I'm gonna but... go ahead and just stop that and say that you're objectively wrong. We'll just move well, on to. Oh, great. Okay, uh, cool. I'm glad. Let's talk about ma- what we're talking about to the today. master. Let's let's bring it all back. <laughs> and so the master per IMDb is uh, we got this from Alan Young. Got our and internet we, movie data boy Adam in the house. We got Alan Young telling this, and it was actually edited by another person named Hal Inson, which I've never seen that before. That you can someone can go in and edit you your uh, excuse me, uh, Alan, you missed you missed a couple of points. Okay, so this better be an incredible <laughs> I know, IMDb synopsis if we have like an edited version. We're expecting a lot, Hal and Adam. That's At least proper spelling, if anything. Yeah, please. Returning from Navy service in World War II, Freddie Quill. Drifts through a series of breakdowns. Finally, he stumbles upon a cult which engages in exercises to clear emotions, and he becomes deeply involved with them. Okay, yep. yeah. I mean, that's uh, short, simple. That's kind of that's kind of the whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, there's not much plot per se. Yeah, there really the isn't. Yeah, I mean, this is probably his uh, least plot-driven movie he's ever made, right? Except, well, Phantom well no Fred. one learns fucking anything in this movie. There's no, there's no resolution. There's no resolution. Yeah. So I mean, there's sure. a hint of a resolution because like that that last slightly. scene, slightly, like, or yeah. that that second to last scene that. where he's like talking to the chick um, who's on top of him. Mm. Um, it's supposed to, or at least where I got from it, like it's it's a hint that he's willing to like kind of connect with people other than like you know You're the people he's right. with. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like it's supposed to be a hint, and then it goes back to that actual like. So, but you're right though. Like this isn't. This doesn't have a clean resolution at all. Like unlike the the previous two movies, actually, even that 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 PTA has done, which actually well, has there like will a, be blood kind of 
also. <laughs> no, I think that like I, I took resolves, that as an actual res- but, resolve, like yeah. a resolution that 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 dude's just gonna be an asshole, like, event, like you know. All well, yeah, it's like it's like he is he's transformed. He's the monster. That's now. it. Yeah, exactly. it's like it's like the end of he's uh, a monster movie. And I took yeah. that as a close, like as a close to a fucking like yeah. you know, close ending. And then this movie, and I think I think why I've rewatched this movie a lot, and maybe. Maybe I still – I mean I, I still to this day don't love the third act of this movie is because it's so open-ended and it's because there's so much unresolved mm-hmm. and it just kind of – to me, it just kind of fizzles out. And that, right. I don't know, I don't know well, if that's okay, a bad me, thing. I think it's a great thing. OK. Because the argument that uh, this movie is attempting to make in terms of the relationships between um, the master and uh, Freddy is like – the whole the, the the age-old argument of nature versus nurture sort of thing mm-hmm. while you know freddy is this quintessential id type character who is completely driven by his impulses yeah he's a literal animal and he's constantly referenced as an animal by the master and the cause which is the cult tries and tries and tries and tries and tries and tries, and tries to to domesticate Freddy, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's that great monologue by uh, the master where he talks about, you know, wrangling a dragon. Yeah. Now right. that we have him on a leash, now we can just we want to, you know, play dead and roll over, right? Yeah. So to me, at least, it's almost an argument in favor of nature that nobody can really change the way that they are, and Freddy is actually a sort of anti-hero in the sense that he does not have any duality to, to him. Well, you see, like you see this on movie posters of the master. Freddy's the only one who doesn't have a reflective image on him. You'll have the master, the two reflections, and then Amy, Amy Adams, Adams, the two yeah. reflections, and then Freddy's yeah, in the middle. The top, yeah. And he, he's totally true to who he is, even though it might be found despicable by the, um, by, culture the society that, right, he, yeah. that he's in and that's why I, I always love the photography scene yeah. because like he's taking pictures as he's taking pictures of other people's um dual nature like the best self you yeah, know? yeah yeah and he's just he's like he's it's like he's just laughing at them as he right. takes yeah and then but yeah and then know? he explodes and then he yeah fucking yeah because he starts to hate what he sees like because the guy he explodes on some fat fuck who's rich as yeah. hell yeah, and I just love him just like inching in the uh, the, the light to him. I just gotta just get stand the light still, right? So get the light, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then and then that being kind of the crux of uh, the relationship between uh, Lancaster Dodd and Freddie, uh, where where kind of we're introduced at like like Dodd is mm-hmm. like in, like intrigued by this guy. Mm-hmm. He just shows up and he he always refers to him as like an animal mm-hmm. and like like when he's like farting Scoundrel. during the. Yeah, the animal. Yeah, you're a scoundrel, like mm. from the beginning, and yeah, I mean it's it's just this like fascinating character study of like two people mm. um, well, through yeah over time. I mean the the interesting part is that the master is is has those imp- so he's the ego right. There's a yeah. theory that he's the ego, and he's and he the one he relates to Freddy's um, animalistic nature and. I mean, it is shown by the moonshine that uh, he drinks, and he's constantly the master is constantly being suppressed by right. his church and by his wife, 
and all he wants to do is um, be free, but he can't. Yeah. He, he's like a slave to his own uh, well, circumstances. I'm, I'm glad that you brought yeah. that up too, because uh, what I kind of uh, tapped into this time was the motorcycle scene. Like puts ev- like all of that into one mm. specific scene, and it's so great because it's like he's out here on the flats. And he's like able to be free. He's just like yelling, like mm. woohoo! Like mm. he's just like going crazy. And then he gives Freddie the keys, mm. and then he like escapes. Yeah, 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 and then he he just like bolts from it. You know, and then and then uh, what does he? I wrote down the quote. Uh, he says uh, uh, he's going very fast. Good, Good boy. boy. <laughs> yeah, like like he's a yeah. dog or something. Mm. And it's that he can't control Freddie. Right. And like I think mm. that fucking that scene like sums up almost the whole movie. Like, well, I love that you brought that up because what I observed with um, with uh, okay, so when Freddie wanders after accidentally killing that old man. Mm-hmm. He's wandering towards the boat. He's going. Um, this is kind of a shot, shot, shots thing. Let's do it. Shot, um, shot, shots. It's really abnormally loud. Shot, shot, uh, shot. So it's only getting louder, bro. I'm increasing yeah. each so podcast. It's a tracking shot, and it's following Freddie going down. He's going um, towards the right of the frame, like going down that way, mm-hmm. and the boat is facing to the left, right. So Freddy's going down his path, like his his wandering, free, um, just going wherever he wants. Just wandering to the right, yeah. While the the cause is going to the left, and so yeah. they're going in opposite directions, and it's oh, like yeah. the the boat is like kind of like his, a pit stop of going the opposite way that he's going. He's eventually going to go, and basically, it, and it rhymes with the motorcycle scene because he's going in one direction, yeah, he's going in a different they, direction, yeah. Yeah, I actually think the master's going to the left. He's speeding towards the cause again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Freddy goes towards the right. <laughs> he continues on his path of freedom on that part. Yeah. And I thought this like super clever like uh, thing to keep consistent, and especially how far away they are. And it, I feel like maybe if you even timed them up like in the uh, whatever um, time code it is, they'd probably reflect those right, two the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it'd be the same. It makes sense, mm. yeah, that it'd be the same. I wish I wrote it down, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I speaking of, like, the path, like, one one quote that always stood out to me with this movie is, you've wandered from the proper path. Yeah, haven't you? Yeah, yeah right, and yeah. it's like, that's, that's his first introduction to uh, Lancaster Dodd. But I feel like we should take it from the beginning. Like, the opening of this movie... Um, it opens with the ocean. It open up. It opens up with like Freddy's kind of like with gorgeous cinematography. By the yeah, way, yeah, it's like it's, it's just, incredible. And then like the amazing score mm-hmm. uh, by Johnny Greenwood. Johnny Greenwood. Uh, this is his first. Yeah, this is his no, no, no. no I'm sorry. He did. There will be yeah. blood. Um, which it's unbelievable. That's his first movie score, and that's like one of the best movie scores of all well, time. We did that, and he also did. Um, we need to talk about Kevin for Lynn Ramsey before this too. Oh, he did, yeah, and then he did. did her new uh, one, which we can maybe talk about at some point. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, it, and it's it's so great how it sets up Freddie as a character where he's like from the get go, he's off by himself. He's mm. weird. He's like off-putting to people. It's like when when he, I love that when he's fingering that that that. Yeah, it's like it's the, st- the scene starts with him humping and everybody's and laughing, laughing, and then, and then he starts while, like fingering like, it, and it goes on too long, and they're just like, yeah, um, mm. yeah, and he notices and, I, that's one of my favorite scenes because of yeah. that. Like he just everyone's face. If you watch everyone's face, they're all like smiling, and then it goes on too <laughs> goes, long. Yeah, it goes so it goes so on, aggressive. Yeah. His finger, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's aggressive. really into it, and he notices he's yeah. into it, and he stops. 
Yeah. And he just kind of walks away, and everyone else is kind of like looking around, like, mm, you know shit. how you get rid of crabs? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, you take an ice pick and you step the fucking. <laughs> yeah, you have to shave one ball first and then like have it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually took notes on that. I'm going to get rid of crabs that way. <laughs> <laughs> happens, yeah. That's how you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Let's see if it works. But yeah, I feel like the first 30 to 40 minutes is just like this uh, almost silent, like character study of like following this guy. And it's, it's also the setting is so important. It's like post war. Yeah. Post World War II America. And it's like, uh, PTA talked about how he was in his research for writing this, mm. how, um, PTSD, post, was that a thing or not? Like it wasn't a thing back in the uh, day yet still or no? They, they didn't know what it was. It was like, there, yeah, there's, uh, there's some like, um, documentaries that they made about PTSD, uh, war. spirituality is like a great, like boon mm. after wars. Yeah. Spirituality yeah. and also, yeah, uh, exactly. And, mm. um, that's, that was like dr- a driving force behind him writing this movie. And so, um, and also obviously Scientology. Right. Yeah. That so, too. Was yeah. The, so there's that was the points, one of the more obvious like influences of this. There's movie. a couple yeah. points that I want to bring up since you brought up the setting. Yeah. Um, so what was great, uh, that I noticed was that, you know, the beginning he's at a beach and, you have the crossroad. You have the intersection of the the waves, the water, and the sand. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, at least, what I observed is that the sand is is, is kind of like Freddie deciding to like where does he want to go? Does he want to be out at sea? Like he's at a crossroads at the beach. Does he want to be at sea or the desert? Because you know, sand is the desert, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because, like, the opening shots, the water, you mm-hmm. know, where, where he is. And you know, yeah. and we all know with it's water, it's, uh, you know, he can go wherever he wants. He's free as a seaman. Uh-huh. And we see that uh, he goes on a boat and then he and then he becomes part of the cause, which eventually leads to the desert where he's completely trapped by the cause and he can't he can't get out. <coughs> And then you see him literally escape escape oh, yeah. the desert. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, then he goes yeah. at the ending shot is him like on the beach again, you know, and he's finally at at sea where he belonged, you mm-hmm. know. To uh, me it's like I almost think the ending's like a happy ending for him. I think PTA a uh, little bit of trivia. PTA received a letter from some from a fan I guess who was talking about cuz he cuz a lot of people told him that they were depressed by the ending or something cuz nothing happened. Mhm. But a fan said, I'm really happy for Freddy. He, he, he finally went back to where he belongs, fucking. Like, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> you know, totally that's, true. I yeah, kind of I mean, picked up yeah, on that this yeah. time, too. I Sounds was like, like a bookend. Yeah, like, yeah. it does look like a bookend, too. It, like, like he goes back to what, like, he's in a bar. Like, he's, and, <laughs> and like, <laughs> what I really picked up on this time is that, like, he's probably going to die within, like, a few years because, like, of all the shit. Like, that, that's the way I interpreted his... Uh, look this time at the end when he's talking he's to like super thin the master like, yeah. like he's super thin he looks like he has fucking cancer yeah like like he like all the fucking oil and all the stuff that he was drinking like I think is built up fucking and, hell right that that moonshine that he's making throughout the entire well, the, movie the is hooch, like, it's like it's the hooch, fucking yeah. improvised like yeah just it's like shit. it's, it's yeah. paint thinner and like all this like fucking <laughs> yeah. photo photochemicals that you're just like throwing <laughs> yeah, into your exactly. Thing. And it's, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. He does put all the photochemicals. He in puts there. photochemicals yeah. in there, and the, the development chemicals. And he, he licks yeah. the fucking the the tongs he uses to fucking swirl the fucking <laughs> mixture. Yeah. So he's like, he's like gonna die, but it's like yeah, I, I definitely picked that up this time. That like 
he's he got away from them at the end. He's just fucking in bars, like with mm. chicks in England now. It's like well, that, he's true right. to himself. Again. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that that, yeah. that that wraps up with the um with what uh, that YouTube video that we just watched with that links these things. Mm. Like you know they self acceptance basically happens at the end of this movie, even though it's kind of very ambiguous. I mean, he he kind of accepts who he really is, and like he's yeah. okay with that, and that. I think the playful tone in that scene where he's like, you know, having sex with that chick, mm. where he starts kind of um, put it back in, it yeah. fell out. Well, because there's a very in. serious. But that's how it ends. Yeah, yeah exactly. I forget but, that's how it ends. But it ends on a playful note yeah. because before that, he starts to ask the questions that, like, you know, this auditing Dodd, type of shit yeah, Dodd yeah. that happens uh, that that Dodd does, and so he starts to ask that girl the questions, and you're like, oh shit, is you're this the what bravest is? girl I've yeah. ever known? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then after that, like, he says it with a smile and everything. So I was like, mm. oh yeah, he's just like literally like he's. He's okay with what, who he is at that moment, mm, even yeah. though what, with well, who he is, he's he kind was of a given, sad person. Yeah, and he was he was given the choice too because the master said like he could stay you could there, stay, yeah, or not. But if not, I like I never want to see you again. So it's like he obviously made that choice. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. Well, I'll just fuck off and do my own thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But because um, like yeah. I think I think at that point too, and I wanted to bring this up. I think this movie is also about, even though very subtly, maybe it's just only that scene. Maybe that I'm just what I'm getting from. But I think it's also about commitment in a way, like sort of like committing yeah. to anything, really. Whether it be committing to a faith or any type of cause. You do this for a billion years or you don't. You don't do it at all, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, she even says, uh, Amy Adams' character says, like, you can't live life straight, can you? Like, you... Because yeah, you see yeah. the whole movie, he wants to, like, kind of fall in line mm-hmm. with what um, Dodd is telling him. Like, you know, but he's always lashing out, like, in some way or form. Like, he, he loses his temper when the son says, like, you know, you know L. Ron Hubbard Jr.? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. But anyway, uh, when Meth this, Damon. Yeah, yeah, Meth Damon. Yeah. Um, Jesse Plemons was an amazing actor. Um, yeah, yeah. Fargo season two just fucking God, hell. Dude. Like, it's amazing. Oh, he's so good in that. Anyway, um, Jesse Plemons, um, his character hates his father, or at least is very critical, yeah. and uh, Quell, uh, Freddy, loses his cool. And then again, like, moments later where you think he's kind of straight because they, they go through an entire sequence of trying to, like, fix him mm. and, like, you know, kind of yeah, brainwash him. Yeah. And then he loses his fucking temper with the uh, with fucking what's his name the, the dude from the mummy Kevin J O'Connor he fucking loses his temper oh, with that with you, that you talking dude. Benny you yeah, talking Benny, Benny from yeah, the yeah, mummy from the mummy yeah uh, who also movie? gets fucked up in uh, the, there will in be there blood, will be blood yeah um, wanted to bring up the PTS something against fucking Benny from the mummy <laughs> but um, wrote that down I'm so your you friend <laughs> I'm your friend Daniel Igor it's from like uh, you're on the wrong side of the river <laughs> Igor from Van Helsing also directed by Steven Summers but by PTA. Oh. But uh, <laughs> but you see that like, the dark you, know, you see that Quells can't do like he cannot fall in line like he cannot yeah. be a domestic like he they can't he's talking about domestication and all this stuff it's like yeah. you know being non wild and stuff and you can see that he can't be that person yeah like when all. he's doing the from the window to the wall thing yeah like let's the, talk about that scene because yeah. that is an amazing scene actually yeah. and when I first saw this film I didn't get the get it at all. Yeah. It's very confusing. But put in the right context, it's actually really great. Yeah. Because you see him pacing back and forth between the glass. Shouting profanities whenever he gets frustrated. Well, too. I, uh, he, he says that um, he goes up to the glass and he's asked, you know, Freddy goes up to the glass and he's asked by Dodd, like, what do you, what do you feel or something? And he says, you know, the glass is smooth and warm. And later on when he goes up to the glass... He, like, starts making out with it and grabbing it as if it was a woman. <laughs> the, the window is, like, representative of, like, his freedom and his past life. And in past life is, is, a, is a theme. We can get into that later. But 
and, th- and uh, he goes back to the wall, which is the uh, it's hard and uh, it's structured, which is what the cause is. So he's going back and forth. He can't <laughs> he can't decide which way he wants to go. He's like drawn to the to the glass. Yeah. But he's like, but what was interesting is that he's like, I could leave whenever I want. I can go out. I can go out the window whenever I want. But I choose. But to I stay. choose to stay. Yeah. And still framed where the glass is on the on the right side, and the cause yeah. is on. I mean, the walls. On the <laughs> so it's like it's it's. Yeah. it's I didn't pick up on this shit. Amazing. Man. Like I'm really yeah. glad that yeah that we're yeah talking about this. Like it, it this just shit. like it, it's it goes to show um, just the directorial ability of PTA mm-hmm. to keep yeah. Just direction as a concurrent uh, theme, yeah. you know. Well, and that's that's going back to like him as a you know, like visually, like why why you can only really experience the stories that he's telling in a visual in a visual manner. Medium, yeah, right. yeah, he's an actual exactly. pure filmmaker in like every sense of that word for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's why, like you know, and then bringing it back, that's why I think if if we're talking about being superior to any other director, he's probably in my opinion superior to tarantino in that aspect mm-hmm. because yeah. like well and then like yeah uh r.i.p our fucking punch drunk love episode but like <laughs> we, like we talk a lot in that episode um about like yeah like his his storytelling visually in that movie and and like the the mood setting like via the colors and like barry's blue suits yeah. like blending mm-hmm. in in the backgrounds and stuff like the that flares. quick no so, the, the flares are blue in that movie too quick no yeah. yeah. listeners if you donate 25 dollars to our patreon you get to listen to the, <laughs> our the, 38 minute fucking butcher <laughs> no we'll put in the unedited uncut Oh boy, um, that'll be fun to listen to. Wow, rest there was peace, a whole bit about ears. MTV Video Movie Awards. And it was and so good. Oh, it was, it was so, so good. good. We're bummed. Who was on that Punch Drunk Love episode? Oh, it was just us, thankfully, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that is. A yeah, I mean, good it's because it would have sucked yeah. to be like, "Hey, we're uh, John. Sorry, your episode's fucking gone." Forever. Yeah, just for the audience, we did cut that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> recorded one, but you know, it, yeah. some things just don't work out sometimes. Yeah. Say la vie. Say la vie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, so I guess I, I wanted to, since we're kind of, I guess, still in the shot, shot, shots segment. Uh, by the way, John, this is a segment where we talk about uh, <laughs> kind of our favorite technical shots, like kind of what we just did with like the visual stuff, like what Adam was just talking about. Um, and I wanted to talk about the informal processing scene, uh, oh, what I think best, is arguably the, the best, best scene, yeah. like in the movie. Um, it's. Yeah, the informal pro- – like the, the scene when uh, the master Lancaster Dodds Starts is down talking, with Freddy. Yeah. And the way that it's shot, um, sticking on Freddy uh, the, pretty much the entire time, especially after he says don't blink. And we're like in, in the shot. Like the shot sticks with him the entire time, not blinking, uh, just like he's not supposed to. And like ju- just the parallels between like Scientology – um, also like I was watching nerd writers video, um, about that was the, a great video. It's really good. Check yeah. Talking writer, about guys. Yeah. It a, yeah. It was a great, uh, uh his, video. What, what was it called? Like Scientology, how master, uh, some, something explains Scientology. I don't know. I'm excited something. for this segment because I, I have no interest in Scientology. I've, I know what it is and I have a very Scientology vague... is fascinating in a yeah. bad way. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, yeah. I can exactly. see where that's coming from. I just like, you know, religion to me is religion, religion, religion. 
So like, well, you're um, talking a couple of so like, like so I, I'm ex- excited to watch this because <laughs> out of this research that I've done from this movie, like you know, yeah. all I've I've stopped short of like, oh, this was inspired by L. Ron Hubbard. Cool, because like you know, I have no, I have never had an interest in in yeah. going to research the actual like you know. So, um, but I do know that that is very. This movie is very close to that because of like the way they auditing and Scientology. Even PTA doesn't yeah. want to, you know, mention that, and I don't blame him because he's in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, I think he mentions yeah. it, but um, the thing is, like, he says he doesn't want people to. I mean, he doesn't want people to dwell on that aspect. But it absolutely is because he says he's, it's not an autobiography, and like, I, okay. I get it. So, but even though the son hates him, like the way hmm. Ron, L. Ron Hubbard Jr. hates L. Ron Hubbard. Well, he acts so like L. Ron weird. Hubbard, yeah. and he, he looks, looks like him too. And he looks like so him. the yeah the origin of this movie. I just I didn't want to bring this up. A little bit of trivia is. Uh, so basically, he was unsure of the direction that the script would take. So he began writing the master as a collection of disparate scenes. And this goes back to what I was talking about in one of the previous episodes, where I think recently his writing style turned into I'm going to write scenes every day. And then what that kind of turns into, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then he had that instead of he, he did that instead of a coherent outline. So he ended up combining unused scenes from early drafts of There Will Be Blood. Life Stories of John Steinbeck. Who was in the Navy, right? Uh, no, that, that's a different thing. Oh, uh, and L. Ron Hubbard and Stories of Jason well, Robards. I, I want to see Daniel Plainview get processed. You're right. That's the movie I want to see. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that'd be wild, man. But, yeah, so, and then Jason Robards' uh, mm. uh, stories from drinking in the Navy, pretty mm. much. So it was like this concoction of all these different things that mm. – uh, aggregated the into the master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the processing scene, it rhymes well with uh, with the initial quote unquote processing scene that Freddie goes through via the U.S. government, which is yeah. a little on the nose yeah. at that point. Like I, I was kind of you know, especially during that Rorschach test, mm. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, well, it's kind of just like how. The government doesn't really necessarily care too much to see that they get better. Oh, definitely. And yeah. see what happened is that he goes to the pro- he goes through the the uh, interview, the psychological profiling yeah. with the government, and they just the guy's so the, I love it because the 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 psychologist doesn't really give a shit. He's just showing yeah. him and Freddie Freddie doesn't get anything from yeah. it, which yeah. is the difference. He doesn't want to open up or anything. Yeah. He's just, they're just asking him like, "Oh, do you have something with your dad or something?" Yeah. I forgot what the line was. Yeah, and then they just commit him to a mental hospital, and he just takes pills. Uh huh. So what? Scientology is about is that they believe in getting high without drugs. They are a zero tolerance religion that does not uh, believe in pharmaceuticals, yeah, or any sort of mind altering substance. I mean, uh, be it uh, alcohol or mm-hmm. you know psychedelics, anything. So, or being in uh, it's Mission like, Impossible movies, yes. <laughs> Doing stunts. <laughs> At any rate, it, it, it's it could see that uh, a government that does not necessarily care about rehabilitating their veterans in a proper manner, they would seek out and find a religion that would effectively help them. Because what the master does is exactly what people do. You know, like you saw in the Nerd Writer video, right? The, the yeah. psychoanalysis and. What happens when you go through therapy is that you don't want to start from like a 
a generalized idea like, oh, I'm shy or I have anxiety. You don't want to start from that. You want to go to actual instances in your past that caused you the trauma and explore that. And Dodd does that in his processing system. So there there is a benefit to what he's doing. But then it's it's taken too far, you yeah. know. Well, it's it's packaged and monetized. It's mm. like it's like what he does is what Scientology does in uh, in what the fuck is it called for them? I always forget. Uh, what? what is it called for Scientology? Dianetics. But they're Auditing, testing. Auditing. Auditing. That's Auditing. it. Yeah. Auditing. yeah, it's it's uh, it's very similar in that like you get that high at the end of it, and there's the reason that Freddie at the end is like, no, more, more. This is fun, mm. and like he, he and like. When that release happens, when uh, Dodd says, now close your eyes, he closes his eyes and he goes back to that moment with uh, whatever her name Doris. was. Oh, Doris. Doris. I wanted to mention Doris how Doris the Day. processing scene, at yeah. least I, what I found on my second viewing recently, <laughs> was their sex scene. That was their, that was them having sex. Yeah, because it's intimacy scene. It was, yeah, because the first it's like a little bit of foreplay, a little bit of fun. And then he gets really intense. And then he climaxes when um, he closes his eyes. Yeah, with the door scene. And it's like, yeah, when the intensity finally They even drops. smoke a cigarette afterwards, too. Yeah, and they yeah. smoke <laughs> a cigarette. They do. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, this this movie, even described by PTA, is like a romance movie it's a between. a love story, yeah. That's what I wrote, too. Yeah, I was like, is this movie a love story? I kind of wanted to bring cool. that up. Like, mm-hmm. is it? I mean, I kind of feel like it is i mean the movie's called the master but it's really about like freddie quell's journey about like, it's a relationship the, between the between two them yeah. too it's and it's kind of a little bit paternal but it's also a little homoerotic sort of because, it's absolutely homoerotic because <laughs> like you can't deny it yeah <laughs> well there's a part where like um they're wrestling on the ground they're wrestling on the ground but also <laughs> the fact that like i think at one point like emmy adams hmm. when she's jerking philip seymour hoffman off um, I think she might be telling him like, Hey, you need to stop the hooch. But like, you know, not just that, like you need to stop. Like, he says, no, she says specifically that boy's hooch. Yeah. And so like, that's, I feel like she's and telling him like, of, you need to stop crushing on this guy. I mean, I might be looking me. into it too far, but like I asked you, like I thought yeah. hooch, I interpreted it as cooch. So it's like, I uh, thought it was something Hooch sexual. is just his, yeah, the, the yeah his drink. Yeah, but like, yeah. another, I mean, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that's a way to interpret it. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Get off that boy's cooch. Yeah, cooch. <laughs> you gotta stop no fucking boy's these cooch. boys. You gotta stop fucking these boys and then I'll, well, fuck you, I guess. Well, it's just like, I mean, even, even when you see, when he takes a photograph of Dodd, like, you can see... The genuine like love he feels when he oh, like yeah, combs, yeah. like just so subtle when he comes. Well, and then there are the so many, yeah. uh, for lack of a better term, Spielberg shots of uh, fucking Freddie like in the audience <coughs> at, at many times, like just watching him with a smile, like a watching really him enamored yeah. until what I love is when. Uh, uh, Dodd or the master premieres um, his new book his new book mm-hmm. and then he kind of starts talking about it and then Freddie he's like smiling at first but then he goes to like kind of a confused mm. like face like right. like how everybody yeah. kind of how the movie insinuates everybody feels like uh, when they yeah. do the close up on Dodd's face when he starts saying bullshit yeah. that no one understands exactly yeah, yeah and then Laura Dern's yeah. character who's <laughs> like by, by and large yeah. yeah by and large like a total believer like they she hosts them at her house like she, she like sits down small, and she's like, yeah. "You changed uh, some 
some yeah, wordage, some, yeah, some wordage yeah. in the book, and she's like, "If you, if no, you do say, you recall? Yeah, we changed to can you imagine? Can you imagine? And yeah. she's like, and that changes everything. And then he snaps, yeah. like he's, he's goes, ironically, what the fuck do you want, Helen? Yeah, <laughs> ironically, she's kind of a Star Wars fan. Huh? <laughs> this movie, wouldn't you say? Um, but that's pretty crazy because they even have an, an argument where, they're, like, they're both characters are kind of crushed from it. Like, they mm. fucking argue in prison mm. or like in prison in like the jail cell. Yeah. I'm the they're only one that, that likes so you. Good. I'm the that only scene. one that likes yeah. you. And yeah. he's just like, he's like, no, you're fucking full of shit. And like, yeah. it, it sounds like a married couple like fucking arguing. Like, they're just like, you know, just yeah. kind of like, um, yeah, um, back and forth. And and there's like a little bit of like, you know in their voice you can hear like they don't want to be doing that like especially because mm. like you don't yeah. hear the master um you don't hear dodd's character the fucking dodd uh hoffman's character um you don't hear yeah, dodd yeah yeah well, well, yeah. i was calling dodd oh yeah my bad. Yeah. um but you don't hear that character ever losing themselves you only hear them lose themselves during that scene and yeah. then during another scene. well that that and, scene is amazing because the way it's framed is two people locked in cages mm-hmm. uh like animals and the one on the right is remaining calm, and that's Dodd, Phil yeah. Seymour Hoffman, whatever, just kind of sitting there with his arms crossed. And then you have fucking, uh, you have, uh, yeah. Quill's, Freddy, yeah, Freddy, you have Freddy Quill Freddy, yeah. on the left, like a fucking, like, animal, just yeah. losing, like a monkey in a cage. Like, that's You're making so great. that shit up! Yeah. And he fucking, he kicks the toilet and he's just like, he's banging his head. God, did he, quick does trivia. anybody lose their shit on camera yeah. as well as fucking <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin, I don't know. I can't think of it. Uh, quick trivia. That yeah. area, that was a historical building and he was not supposed to break, he didn't think that he would break the toilet. <laughs> And he like broke like history. Like, oh shit! It. That's oh, pretty great. Yikes. Like this, is, like, and they kept the camera roll. It was kind of like that. Quit. Oh, we'll talk about yeah. hateful eight. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so they did all that. It was the the it was the that guitar was, scene that from had to be play, basically. <laughs> yeah. They had that was that had to be the first take. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, you're not gonna repair that toilet. You think, you think they just yeah. like wait, cut, cut. That was awesome. All right, I think and we got it. That's, yeah. Exactly. I think I heard it. They did that scene. Like three takes, I think that was it. Wow. Well, yeah. that would make. I mean, because like PTA seems the, like a guy who doesn't need to do like ten, like fucking Fincher level mm, takes. No. Like, well, well, I don't know. Well, well, I, don't well know. I think with that scene, like, you kind of are forced to do. Only yeah, like yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want fucking uh, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix to like break his spine. He, he said cut. And he was like cut. The budget just raised. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, so that's why the budget's thirty-two yeah, million exactly. on this movie is because they had to pay off a fucking museum, a history toilet. Yeah, yeah a history, history toilet. toilet. <laughs> Man, I think like you could probably easily fucking fix that shit. It doesn't matter. Right? It's like some porcelain, whatever. How, how are they gonna know? That shit was yeah. always broken. That's fine. <laughs> I wonder if who the fuck I, is I don't know if uh, Phil Seymour Hoffman actually pissed in that historical toilet. If he did, oh yeah, I forgot about that. He like pisses in his. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. He pisses in his, and Joaquin Phoenix destroys. Totally his. disrespecting this historical <laughs> mo- monument. Oh man, oh that's great. Fuck. All right, what we what we what we got up next? I don't know. We got. I mean, there's so much to talk about rather than just you know just um you know segments. Yeah. Uh, let me talk about like how the. Um, I want to talk about I'm going to go back. Oh, oh. what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, I just want. We, we've spent a lot of time on um, Freddy's character. I, uh, I want to spend a little bit more time on uh, the master. Master himself? Yeah, himself. himself. Because uh, he's just as important to this film you know as Freddy. I want to put this to you guys because it was something I was thinking about this time. Do you think the master believes. In what he's writing, it like believes in his 
shit. I think he be- he believes in it somewhat. I yeah. think so too. I think, I think that's where I land too. Somewhat. I think he's like in the middle. I think he's like well, you have exactly that's the whole point of his character is in the middle because you have the extremist Freddy, the animal, and then you have the extremist super ego Peggy who's controlling him, who Con- absolutely yeah. believes in it. I, I can't say that Peggy. And does I feel like not she's, she's, believe in it. she's the guy, or she's the guy. She's yeah. the the person to. Um, she's the master. She, yeah, she mm-hmm. is the master because at times where like he's probably feeling unsure, she's the she's the girl to basically like hip nope. No, nope. don't do that. I am yeah, your get back moral into, compass, yeah. and you're get going to listen your, to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Even one, I saw that one poster. I think I saw it on a video. When I was watching. Like it shows, you know, it's like that awesome photo of him of Dodd, and he's like looking, yeah, with his arm forward. You see it's her arms like around his neck, like, and that's just like <laughs> you know a clue that he's not the true master. Yeah, and especially it's also driven home with that last quote, which I'm going to say because I love it. I love that quote. Yeah. You know, when he's talking to Freddie, and he says, uh, for if you figure a way to live without a to master, live without a serving yeah. a master, any master, then let the rest of us know, will you? For you will be the first person in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's such a great, yeah. Yeah, oh, that, that line to me, like, stuck quote. with me even the first time I saw it, mm-hmm. like, because it's just like, this movie's like haunting it. The images stay with you, at least for me, it stayed with me like days ahead of time. I couldn't wait to watch it again today before recording yeah um but i do want to say that like um to answer like you know to go off of brent's stuff what he said like you know do you think he believes it i think there's a moment and it's that laura dern moment where she questions him Mm. i think in that moment he you can totally see him not buying his own shit Mm. yeah and that's why i think he snaps because he's kind of like you know well because i don't know i don't know know if it's (laughs) believing his own shit in the sense that he just feels like he can never express himself uh, authentically yeah, because he's he's built yeah. up this image of like who he has. He's to be. a slave to the to yeah. the cult. But also, yeah, I, and and you know? I think that like well, I think that adds to it because like I think the because um, right before Laura Dern walks up to him, mm. he's coughing profusely. Yeah, like it's like you know he's like coughing like something's like either he's sick or something at the moment. But literally earlier in the movie, someone was just saying like if you have physical illnesses, like this shit will cure you. Yeah. Right. Well, and, you know what? Okay, so we should talk about the scene at like the dinner party. With, I love uh, that scene. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because you're in it. With, um, like you're you're the fucking guy <laughs> oh, who fucking like John walks Moore. in. And, yeah. yeah, John John Moore. Rest in peace. Uh, that actor is not with us. Yeah, oh, really? dude, he was so good in Silicon Valley too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, why. Oh yeah, that that was yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, he's R.I.P. So- but yeah, and he he's so good in that scene. He walks in and he's he's kind of the first voice of uh opposition to mm, the cause in the movie yeah. and that just the way the the scene plays out where he's just in the corner just excuse, excuse me, me. E- excuse me excuse me excuse me and then like they finally turn to him mm. and then they and what start was interesting is that he used dodd's own tactic against him repetition yeah it's saying excuse me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times he said excuse me. Yeah, at first he was, was subtle. Like he was, he was polite yeah. at first, like excuse, excuse me, me, and then doesn't doesn't say anything. And then excuse me. after all, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And then you see like mm-hmm. you see um, Hoffman's face getting like kind of visibly mm-hmm. frustrated, and be like, yeah. and then he just turns and like stops talking to whatever the hell. You already know the answers to your questions. Big fuck. Big fuck. Big yeah, fuck. and then I love that line. I love that line so because good. you see his remorse, like, or you yeah. see his regret in saying that because yeah. he's not supposed to be the animal or whatever. Like the exactly. yeah, exactly. those urges come yeah. out. Yeah, and then yeah. so he says that when he says that, you see even him. He's like, he takes a big gulp. 
and like tries to compose himself. Yeah. And like I was like, that's fucking great. Because well, like that guy does not is not buying what he's selling. Like, then, he's not yeah. buying what he's selling. Exactly. And then Freddy throws the fucking fruit and then yeah. furthermore goes to his house and beats the he's shit nice. out of yeah. him. Mm. And it's like it's so <laughs> and it's so funny, like, yeah, just their relationship through the movie where Lancaster Dodd's like but I want to keep this guy around because like mm. I know like I know him from somewhere, aka he's me, and like we're kind of similar in all these different oh, ways. Oh, that that um I think that was a reference to the past life. Where do, where have we met? It's killing me. It's like, you know Yeah. He, he was trying to figure out where they met in the past life the first time. Yeah. You know. Well that speaks to yeah, what I was asking originally is like, do you think in terms of like the cause and the beliefs and mm. like what he writes, like do you think he believes that? Like, do you think he actually thinks that, like, that is... I don't know. I was just thinking about that this time when I was watching it. Well, it's just like, I mean, with anybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can't say there is Yeah, uh, like, does anybody... L. Ron Hubbard believe it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, L. Ron Hubbard, you know, even... I forgot the direct quote, but he said, you know, the best way to make money is to start a religion. <laughs> that's... He, yeah, that's right. You know, like, <laughs> he summed he, it it's, yeah. it's, he summed it's a tax dodge. Well. I mean, yeah, Scientology yeah. was renowned for its uh, or notorious for its battle with the IRS to be identified as a, a religion. And there's a yeah. hint of that in this mm. movie as well too. For all its thing, oh, yeah, for all they, the mm. for all of like what PTA said that this is not like you know the L. Ron Hubbard story. There is an actual scene where he gets arrested for like for like misusing funds and practicing without a license. Like oh, right. yeah. it was for the yacht. Yeah, and so like and that that happened in real life too. Like you know, L. Ron Hubbard got in trouble for not for practicing medical for not the, You're talking about the yacht right now? Yeah, the yacht is yeah. is uh, uh Al, what is it? Al- Alethea, which is truth, right? Oh, well, I was going to say uh, my bad. I was on the trivia side. I was going to uh, say that that was fucking FDR's presidential yacht. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, from uh yeah, from Was it real also life. actually named Alethea? Or was uh, that, that's a good question. Um, I don't think so. well, maybe it must have been mm-hmm. because you see it on the on the boat a couple of times. Maybe it wasn't though because it's written into the script. Mm. But it's true. It makes sense that yeah, it means truth. Yeah. That so makes sense he uh, that. he exploited truth. To get his money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. Shit. Um, quick shout out to Kevin J. O'Connor, which you said earlier was from the money, Mummy Benny. <laughs> I've never Benny seen that dude. motherfucker. Oh, I, the only Fucking thing that like, mind blew me about this because I saw it. <laughs> I saw him in There Will Be Blood. And immediately I was watching. I was like, is that fucking Benny from the Mummy? Absolutely. Hell yeah, oh. dude. Your strength gives me strength. And then just like, you know, just all those quotes just came back to me. Just Benny! Like, you know, yeah. God, dude, you know, yeah, that's that's really fascinating. Right, like, how, right like, how many Benny Cha-cha. quotes I remember? Right Ma-o-o. here, fellas. Yeah, Let's like, get Pete, Twitter, whatever, Instagram, Facebook, uh-huh. Snapchat, oh, Facebook. I don't know what best, um, to say. Send us your best Kevin J. O'Connor Snapchat, moments. Instagram, Twitter, PTA. Let's get... Let's get the duo back together. Let's get Benny. You you talking Benny and and, and O'Connell and, and Brandon? Yeah. Oh shit! Let's see let's that do Brandon. It. Let's see that. Brandon where's Benjamin that? Where's fucking... that Benny uh, fucking origin story? Is <laughs> that Mummy CU man? You can do it now. Because we all know. Oh wait, 
Oh, well, he died in the first one. No, Tom Cruise would not like that at all, would he? Uh, oh, I heard he actually had a problem right. with this movie. Like, he had a problem with the... Um, with you know, he had a private what? screening part, with right. the PTA. Yeah, and he yeah. didn't like it. Yeah, he right. said he didn't like one certain part, which is the, the son the saying, son. like, you know, that, that guy's making this shit up. Because, like, it parallels the actual relationship that L. Ron Hubbard had with his son. But oh, back yeah, to that's the, right. So what if I made a... Well, I'm sorry. No, it's cool. I was what saying, if like, I, I made a movie, Brent, like, that attacks your core beliefs? How would you feel about me? If, and if it's really made, good, though, but it's really good. Well, what... Okay, what it's like what are my core yeah. beliefs? Not, not Christianity. <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, I'd now. be... Well, yeah. Uh, but it's I don't really know. good, though. Yeah, I would be probably offended It'd also. would be kind of confused, right? I'd yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because if it's really good, that means you did a really good job at offending yeah. him. So it's just like... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think this movie is very fair, though. Because it oh, did yeah. show the benefits of Scientology. In the sense that Freddie had a deeper connection with someone. And was able to resolve his past traumas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's not like a complete shit shitting on it you know it's well, just a and I, fair interpretation and I, I thought it was interesting too because it, you know on the scene when uh he's presenting book two and laura dern's kind of questioning what's happening like by what the movie is telling you it's uh-oh is 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 there like uh gonna be trouble now for dodd and uh the cause and everything because right, his yeah. book apparently isn't very good like benny said that too and I'm going to call him Benny from now yeah, on. Yeah, uh, right, yeah. And uh, <laughs> but it's it's so interesting at the end that they go to England and then they have like a whole school set up, right? And mm-hmm. like just judging by that, you can extrapolate that like it's only expanding, like it's only growing. Yeah, but it, maybe it's maybe not bigger, in America, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was an interesting choice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was really interesting that I've seen a Kevin J. O'Connor film in a non-Steven Summers film. Are you talking about our Kevin J. O'Corner? Kevin, yes, exactly. Kevin J. O'Corner starring Benny from no. So how, how many corners is that so far? Are we so in an, oct- I think, I an think octagon we, now? Yeah, or? we're in, I think, an octagon. <laughs> we have a lot of corners in this show. God, please uh, keep the Kevin J. O'Corner. I, I keep really do. Okay, so I feel mad that we didn't bring it up in There Will oh, Be Blood. God. But by God, we're going to bring it up in future movies. Can you guys just do a <laughs> have you, guys, you guys know Deep Rising by uh, Steven Summers? Like Deep Rising, that fucking no, that no. movie where like there's a fucking oh god damn it, there's you guys a fucking see it. There's an octopus, like a fucking kraken, just like killing everybody on that on that ship. It's pretty. tentacles until the very end reveal is like, oh shit, it's a kraken like on the fucking ship. Is it like a is it a Japanese? No, it's American. No. It's directed by Steven Summers. Well, that's dispo- disappointing. And Kevin J. O'Connor's Kevin in J. O'Connor's in it. Like okay, Benny. Okay. Yeah, because like, he's a staple of like, you know. Well, our next season's going to be Kevin J. O'Connor v. Kevin J. O'Connor. Kevin so so Kevin J. O'Connor doesn't get penetrated in all holes by tentacles. So you're going to do Van no. Helsing, no. the mummy. Like, like he does like... with the, the fucking Beatles. And, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> G.I. Joe, uh, The Rise of Cobra, because he's in that fucking shit, too. And it's just like, it's God, so we'll just have a whole, the whole podcast. Well, we're in the Kevin J.O. corner, Adam. Yeah. We got to talk let's about all out. of them. <laughs> let's get out. Just move well, Let's dive into corner. something else. What other corners? Very, very uh, small tangent. Like, when you guys talking about previous episodes. I really loved y'all's first episode comparison of... Sophie's choice and mm. Brent thinking that it was Lorenzo's, oh, yeah. Lorenzo's oil yeah. at first. Oh yeah, dude! I, oh, you know, so that's, that I didn't Lorenzo's even piece that together. Oil. I guess so in my head. That's right. Because you were like, 
Uh, it's some kid who's like I terminal and like I was like, that's Lorenzo's oil. I was like listening to that <laughs> Because earlier. when he said that. I didn't that, even realize that until now. Holy shit. Because when he said I was like, I don't know what you're talking about when you were yeah, describing it. To be fair, I've never that. seen it. So. You've seen Lorenzo's oil? No. Well, I have seen that. I haven't seen Sophie's, Sophie's Choice. Choice. That's why. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I haven't seen Sophie's Choice, but I know what it's about. Adam was like, that is not what that movie's about at all. <laughs> We so made a lot of mistakes in the first episode, <laughs> that was great. including we said uh, Straw Dogs was directed by John. Oh Wu yeah, yeah, I heard when that. it was yeah. a fucking Sam Peckinpah movie. Dumb. <laughs> John, that's it sounds dumb, like something John. It Wu does, would and do. I don't even know why. How I made that the connection, title? Yes, I'll give you yeah, that. The, like the, Straw Dogs <laughs> sounds like something, something John Wu would I mean, name his movie. His, his like name's the movie. Killer, the stra- Stranglehold, or whatever. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, that camp. Yeah, it's so great. All right, what other corners we got? We got too many corners. Historical context. What do we What do we got there? 2012. <clears throat> when did you... Well, I can't ask John. Yeah, I was like, I literally saw this movie like a couple of days ago. <laughs> this was... Okay, so this was when I was in my like full-blown <clears throat> PTA like love affair. Like in, in that time frame. Like when mm. I would like go to see movies alone a lot. Where you posted the picture of Freddie Quill on your Facebook cover photo. I remember that. What did yeah. I do that? You know the one did where you he's really lying. That? That's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that's right. That that shot's that one of my favorite photo. shots. Yeah, yeah, of all time. Uh, yeah, like and I and I went to see this. This is after I I had enough time to process there will be blood because like I talked about in that episode. Uh, sorry to repeat myself, but like I, I when I first saw it, I was like bored. Like by the end of that movie, I was obviously bored because I was still a fucking dumb plebe. And when I saw this, I was like, I was excited. Uh, I had seen Boogie Nights, Magnolia, loved all of it. Um, Punch Drunk Love. And then, yeah, and then in this movie, I was bored <laughs> by the end. And I was like, right. this is interesting. I wonder if it's going to have the same effect as There Will Be Blood, Blood, where I revisit it and I love it. And I do. So now I have this weird thing. Like when we saw Phantom Thread, it's almost like. I like work through that beforehand because by the end of that movie, when we walked out, I was like, yeah, I fucking loved it. Like it wasn't boring. Yeah, it was great. That's what was interesting about Phantom Thread is yeah. that I feel like when you, cause you and you and I watched it together and we'll talk about it more than that, but yeah. I feel like we, we got it right away. I won't go more into it, but yeah, yeah. with, uh, the master, I had seen it, uh, I've seen it with, with so with, with a previous relationship, but, um, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> if she is, I'm sorry. Um, well, it's, it's fine. Um, like we're gonna talk shit about her for 30 minutes. That'd be so horrible. Let's, but let's that'd do be, it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that'd be so spiteful. But anyways, um, yeah, I loved There Will Be Blood, and I didn't quite get why I loved There Will Be Blood. Mm. But I knew I did. Yeah. And I thought, all right, maybe I should go into it the same way with the master. Uh-huh. And I never understood the master um, completely until just recently. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I put my little director showdown hat. It's the <laughs> patented Can you have director be- showdown hat. <laughs> Can you have a better sound effect for that? No, that's what it sounds like. No, I want a little magic. That just makes me think of Hereditary now, actually. Oh, no. (laughs) It's like like now you can't, like, listen to the click without pissing yourself. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... This is just in general, and I'm going to get away from just, like, um, the movie for a little bit. 
is this is more like a meta thing about the podcast is that I love doing this with you because mm-hmm. it causes me to look at films that I already love, but in a more critical yeah. sense yeah. and really dive deeper than I normally would. Because it's like most of the time people are just kind of, when they go to a movie, they don't actively engage the film. Yeah. It's usually a passive experience, at least in a blockbuster sense. Like, you would see, um, you know, Transformers, and there's nothing wrong with people enjoying Transformers. Like, if that's if that's what gets your kicks, you know, that's, yeah. that's great. And if you're not, like, a big film person, it's like, cool, like, you love Transformers, fine. Um, but for me, it's like, I like to dig in deeper... At least with film, not with other mediums, like, you know, let's say music or something. Yeah. It's just that movies is the kind of the primary hobby that I'll have. And being on this podcast enhances that hobby even further than um, I would, you know. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, this is kind of like, you know, a little sweet moment. Like, I really enjoy that we no, do this. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it is really yeah. cool. Because, it, yeah, it, it lets you, like, step back and, like, really think about, like, what makes this so good and, like, look at all the aspects. Mm. And where uh, I forgot where I heard this very recently. Mm. God, I'm – I heard this, like, a week or two ago. But it was – it um, it's a quote basically saying, like, there, there are movies you experience – in the theater and you walk out and that's the last you ever think mm. of it. And then there, are like, and then there are movies that begin the second you leave the theater that stay with you. Yeah. yeah and mm. I, I got it. Something, it was probably something on Twitter or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like that, that's generally the, mm. the movies that we like to talk about on here. Mm. And, um, because of, it's like, you know, like watching, I mean, and going off topic is watching a film and not discussing it with anybody it's almost like a disservice like mm. like being able to talk with you guys is like a is a joy that i have because mm. like yeah you know i'll i'll enjoy watching the movie and taking it in and thinking that it's amazing but i get even double the amount by discussing it and spreading yeah. like ideas and hearing what you, your interpretation is mm-hmm. you know what john's interpretation is and how it all like um, aggregates into the two, all of us getting better and like yeah, for feeling sure. that um, ecstasy from from enjoying the film. Yeah, it enhances absolutely. the experience. It's know? a learning experience. Yeah, I hate movies. This is like a negative. <laughs> these podcasts allow me to like negatively vent, <laughs> which is just been, no. I'm just playing around. No, right I, was, right. I was just gonna say this is when Adam tells us that he has a uh, lung cancer or something. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, like, yeah, like and this is when I'm gonna announce that uh, I'm gonna be uh, dead within a few months. And <laughs> so listen to all our listen <laughs> to all our previous episodes because the last words you'll ever hear. Yeah, exactly. I, well, I hey, we're that. I was drinking really heavily like right now. At this point. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, we're immortal, man. I'm we're uh, we're now, we're now immortal now. So you guys are. Cool. We're all immortal Absolutely. now. It's pretty great. So Unless, two people can know. download this in the year thirty six twenty eight. Like if and, some aliens come down to Earth and somehow choose director showdown, it's like this strange culture. This uh, well, this. See, it's gonna be it's gonna be like the end of AI, where like they like touch a thing and then then they get like all of humanity's like artistic like creations in one like second and they're mm. like okay well like we have all that now or they and, can go, like, like let's move on to, like, they can go and now this they're just like cool no, and they dumb. like they, they just, like, like uh, yeah they they make us they clone us and it's like we really enjoyed your uh podcast could you 
Can you watch more? Yeah, movies? right. Like everybody else dies and yeah. just stays dead. Here we are in the year 3600. Like, what the fuck? How are we alive? Like, it's yes. just aliens. That's pretty funny. Uh, if you're uh, listening to this, aliens, uh, 1600 years from now, feel free to bring us back. We'll hang out for a little while. We'll podcast for you. Maybe yeah. that'll be our new, next season. I know, John, I would like to hear your your interpretations of yeah, the signature move in this case PTA signature moves because you've Always seen, seen so two other many. movies yeah. yeah um seen so many that's a really interesting yeah having only seen three of his well I mean movies, so yeah. many as in like recently I don't know why I said it. well yeah. um signature moves see the thing is like I picked up that like uh, PTA does a whole lot of stillness with his with his shots mm-hmm. um very Cooper the thing is right really now. cool um and I'm gonna I'm don't want to plug my own inspirations here but it's really funny because i've been working i think i told brent this on the way over here um that uh i've been working at a story that i couldn't crack for so long and watching pta films has given me the knowledge mm. like i know how to make a character piece now and so yeah. like and it all it's just adds point, back yeah. to the stillness of like what the actors are doing you can literally you don't have to have a i mean for the sake of what we're you know, with with your season is this, and you don't have to have a Tarantino esque type of like yeah. um, exposition, like you know, super huge conversation dialogue. You can really just kind of um, use the actors' mannerisms, and yeah. it can be stretched out and slow, and like so, human. I love that um, comment because I think Tarantino is very strong on his conversations uh, to explain how the characters are. And PT is the opposite, where he uses just silence. Yeah, and then like and actual mannerisms and mannerisms. actions of the the character, and I like that. And that's yeah. all the the only reason I say like I'm not I'm not digging at Tarantino because no one can write dialogue like him. And I you know absolutely. And yeah. I um, if anyone uh you know listens to this podcast and actually checks out my other work, um, I actually do you know I work in actual I try to make movies. And so, but you my do make movies. You don't try to make movies. <laughs> you, oh, do, well, you do, John. You try. John. Is it okay? Cool. You guys are awesome. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, the thing is, like, I can't write dialogue that well because my actual conversation when I have, even when I'm speaking mm. to you guys, is choppy and just like you know conversationalist, mm. and it's not actual. Like, it's not Tarantino esque or it's not Kevin yeah. Smith esque dialogue where they're just like rambling. But yeah, that's, be- because yeah. they they write the way that they. <gasps> Are yeah. and I, I think that's my biggest takeaway, at least from Tarantino. Because um, when I, I mean, I wrote some scripts recently, and I was talking to Brent about this. Was that just don't worry about trying to be like Sorkin or something. Just write your yeah, Sorkin, yeah, write exactly. your story, like write yeah. how you would talk to people, and that will come out, yeah. you know, in your own voice, and that's what makes you special instead of trying to be someone else. And that's know? what's pretty cool about this is like the fact that like PT has shown me that I don't need to be that very like you know because um, in my head like you know if you write very elegant dialogue and it, it mm. flows well and it sounds like it's conversation and stuff mm. like you're, you're top grade but like you know watching these PTA films like you know one two and three um, you know Punch Drunk um, There Will Be Blood and this right. um, you can make a whole story out of someone's like actual anxiety like you know in, yeah. inner inner tr- turmoil well what's yeah mm. and I want to talk to that because it's like what's happening there is you're substituting the way We've grown up think like thinking about writing in English class or creative right, writing or something exactly. into oh I can th- I can think visually and mm. I can think about how to explain what a character's feeling in a visual mm. way and it's it's like I think about the opening of Punch Drunk Love how we understand fully who Barry Egan 
Is his name Megan? Yeah. Megan? Adam Sandler, yeah. Yeah, Adam Sandler's character <laughs> is um, completely just in silence, no dialogue at all, mm. as opposed to, which is also great, but like the opening of Reservoir Dogs mm. where it's a lot of dialogue, it's a lot of talking, and that's mm. not – like the thing is he does that so well that it's like you can't say that's a bad thing mm. but like a lot of many other most other directors try to do that and they do it poorly well because like with with Tar- what makes Tarantino special mm. more than everyone else is that he uses pop culture references to convey plot and meaning right. it is it is relevant that he uses the yeah pop culture references. It's not like <clears throat> James Gunn who kind of just sticks stuff in Ooh. and I don't want to knock James Gunn too hard. <laughs> but I mean, okay, I'll I'll use a worse a, a worse example. Uh, Deadpool guy. or something or Family Guy. Family yeah, Guy's yeah. great, even better. McFarlane, yeah. It's just kind of like you're you're just sticking them in just because Big Bang this theory. is nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, Big Bang. This is nostalgia. <laughs> the worst. Yeah. This is nostalgia yeah, and it yeah. makes you feel good. You got endorphins going on. I mean, it's just like Transformers whatever, but Yeah, yeah. Tarantino, especially in Pulp Fiction, which is a masterpiece, and, I, I, and it always kind of makes me like I want to say PT is better, but like I don't know, Pulp Fiction is so fucking yeah, good. yeah, yeah. He just he just knows how to how to make pop culture references to where it doesn't seem. To hokey. just yeah, hokey. It's, it's like this hokey, is how corny. This yeah. how you and I would talk. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I, you you do. And I feel use like references when you talk to people. Yeah, you know? I don't mean to cut you off, but the thing yeah. is, like, I feel like that. What you're saying is like you know, round on the money, and like Tarantino mm. can do that because he can do that because like, that's what he does. Yeah, yes. that's what he does. Yeah. I feel like you know because even you know just evolving as a filmmaker in general and then trying mm. to be better at like creating my own shit mm. um i've always felt like to do stuff like that i'd have to do it like tarantino i have to do it like tarantino or yeah. like like the, the kevin smiths or stuff like that that's how you get a boondock saints yeah like, yeah and yeah. then like yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and so like and then watching and yeah. discovering pta like recently is just like i don't have to do that like i can just literally yeah. direct the shit out of my well, ass it's not like it's stuff. not like, like you, you know? can't like what was the saying um you know the the best artist is the one who's really good at stealing right so is that Tarantino saying? Because I'm pretty sure. That's... No, was it was it Tarantino? <laughs> I don't Maybe. know, but like I'm, I'm just making a joke. But it, it's like it's not like Kubrick was inspired by Orson Welles. Orson Welles was inspired by whatever, like Fellini. Or yeah, like yeah, fucking, yeah, Fellini. Yeah, yeah. It all goes back to just. I mean, Tarantino. People think that Tarantino steals shit. Well, yeah. So is everyone else. Well, the everyone key else, word yeah. there is in, inspiration. inspiration, and it's like what what I love about watching PTA's movies, and I think this is like the answer to what I've kind of been talking about this season mm. is like why they're so rewatchable it's because they're inspiring it's like when i watch his movies it's like they inspire in me like like oh man okay like you can tell a story this way or like it doesn't have to be in like the flashy like what you're talking about like the the stylistic version of uh tarantino like you can slow things down like you can like it's it just opens things up yeah and even Mm. like even the the i mean when we were talking about the best scene the the uh processing scene like there's Mm. There's dialogue in the scene. It's a very dialogue-heavy scene, but it's not like, you know, no one's, like, telling a fucking, like, rambling story about why they're processing the other person, mm-hmm. which is, like, I feel like what Tarantino would have done. Like, they're just kind of, like, you know, Tarantino has a, t- tendon, a tendency to over-explain, and it doesn't feel like that to the audience. It never feels like that to me, but, like, you know, yeah. if you go above and beyond it, if, if you're comparing, in other words, like, yeah. these two directors, he 
he obviously like you know he likes words more than he likes pictures in yeah. this case. Well, and the reason I mean I meant to go back to this when you were talking about his like pop culture references and stuff. Another reason why he can do that method and why he's so good at it is because he's uh, like it, idiosyncratic. Like he's so unique. And, like, he's so talented in doing that that, like, he's one of, if only, like, he is the only guy who can do that and fucking nail it because he knows how to do it. Right, exactly. And he knows how to land it. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's why it's not a dig at him when I mentioned that, like, PTA, like, gets the character across without any dialogue and visually. It's It's because there's different different things. Yeah, Yeah. executed very well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, masters of execution. Um, so that's the like masters of execution. Yeah. Pun hey, intended. Here we go. Woo. Wait, wait is, that, is that an actual pun? I may have just gotten I think so. The masters yeah. Yeah, of masters. execution. Yeah. The ma- pig fuck masters. Pig fuck. <laughs> I, I, wrote, I wrote like in, in capital letters on my notes, pig fuck, because I love... <laughs> oh, that's the Instagram picture of this, like, teasing out, like, this literally pig fuck. Pig fuck. So, it's the guy fucking a Showdown you know, with it, the pig it's fucks. It's kind of perfect that we're talking about Tarantino, because what would Tarantino do if he directed, or wrote, or both, The Master? John? Wick. Holy shit. <laughs> it's like, just Keanu If he did this? Yeah. Fucking hell, that's like, that's a rich well of, like, fucking, god damn it, like, how would he... Obviously, there'd be a lot more like, I don't know. Like, it just, I feel like maybe the imagery would probably be a little bit the same. So he's going to be fucking around with Colts in his new movie. Yeah. So that might be a little interesting. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't think it's, there are too many characters for it to be a character study. It's not going to be that. Has it ever been that for him? Not really, right? He's always fucked with like. Yeah, uh, it's ensembles. ensembles. It's always ensembles. Well, except for maybe Kill Bill. Kill Bill a little bit. Jack yeah, Brown Jackie Brown a little Kimball's bit. Kimball's got a good ensemble, I think. Yeah, you know, with the yeah. uh, the snakes and stuff. Um, I think I think you yeah. I think you literally just hit the nail on the head. I think it would literally be like Kill Bill, maybe a little bit more subtle Kill Bill, but like definitely that because I feel like that is his most character centric piece. Well, yeah, I mean, because the thing is, the, like, what we try to stick to is like the general well, well, story. Yeah, like so. So he's a Scientology. To be, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be part of a cult, and he's they're going to have the same relationship with the master, I think. But instead, it's going to be a lot more violent. He's going to send Freddy out to go kill some people. I don't know about uh, that. I think you're like the, the violent the violent scenes in this movie would be just a little bit more violent. Like with that guy at the beginning, where he's like trying to take I his picture, think, he would beat the shit out of him. I, I feel like that we would, would be see a that, very ugly and we would scene. have more attack scenes where he se- he sends uh, Freddy off to go fucking. Yeah. Beat up people. I right. think. I think. Uh, oh, okay. I guess you're right. Yeah, I'm going to extrapolate right. from multiple Tarantino movies. I think Lancaster Dodd would be a Bill type, and I think oh, yeah. that Freddie would be kind of his Michael Madsen in Reservoir Dogs. Ah. Like I, I think, yeah, like he okay. would be this kind okay. of like loose cannon. Hmm. This guy who works for him and like who like takes people out. And uh, that's kind of all I got so far. But like, you guys get the gist, right? Like, <laughs> no, hey, no, y'all no. get it. Hey. I think you're right. Actually, I think that'd be interesting. Right. Like, yeah. I feel like yeah. um, Freddie would be even more of a loose cannon. Where like, mm-hmm. I think the plot would have to go where like where Dodd has to get rid of Freddie. In this sense, like uh, it, that's just my opinion. Like he would have to be forced uh, to yeah, get rid of yeah. Freddie because of the actual like what's actually going on with. Do you him. think that yeah. that would be the the end of Volume One? Was where 
he uh, almost kills Freddy, <laughs> but Freddy doesn't die, and he goes on revenge. And he goes yeah. on revenge. And then it just kill ends. Lancaster. And it's kill Don. It ends with kill a trumpet-centric, yeah. like, yeah. fucking Western theme. <laughs> yeah. That'd yeah, be sick. I'd watch that. Movie. That'd be that pretty be really good, cool. honestly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. and the thing is, because uh, Tarantino didn't give a fuck, he'd he'd make it L. Ron Hubbard, and it would be Scientology. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't. Act, like that's what he did with Hitler. Same thing. Yeah, right? I mean, he's, like, I mean, he's doing that with Once Upon a Time in L. Ron Hubbard. That's true. Actual, yeah, he's actual real figures. People. Yeah, they're actual. Dude, real Emil figures. Hirsch is playing Jay Sebring. Emil Hirsch is. Oh, just I can't imagine L. Ron Hubbard's like riddled body of bullets, just like boy. One can dream, right? Hey, sorry, Tom. He Cruise. shot all of. He shot. Sorry, right? Yeah, like all of L. Ron Hubbard is for dead. A Tom before, and over like here. when he dies, it's the manuscript of Battlefield Earth, just like right there, just like flops out. <laughs> like, it's just really funny. It's a prequel to Battlefield Earth. Goddamn, what? That's really know. funny. I hope you don't get like a knock on the door by a Scientologist like, oh, after this. David Miscavige is going to come and break my <laughs> knees. Uh, we have a present for you. No, that's what it would be. David yeah. Miscavige is like the Lancaster dot of his movie. And then okay. Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise in Quentin Tarantino's. So the master is updated. Like it's literally updated to like yeah, 2012. It's, yeah, yeah, it's updated. And then I don't know. You'd have to brainwash Holy Tom shit. Cruise to be in. I can still but. see it shot in 65 mil. Like it just like it would be. Well, it would, it would have to be because that's Tarantino. If I could yeah. A little bit of a off on side that. note on that 65 mil. This movie yeah. fucking looks I think I said that at the beginning. This movie looks gorgeous. It looks like you're watching a movie out of the 60s, especially when right. he's yeah. photographing people in the mall. Mm. Like, you could totally fucking swear yeah. that that was like... I wrote, I wrote down that he's a master of light, like, or yes. lighting. Like, he's incredible with lighting, Especially dude. if and you're shooting on film. Like, you do not yeah. have, like, you know, mm. you, you have to know the meter settings, like, by heart, as opposed mm. to, like, you know, checking a digital image yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And, right. and Phantom Thread is what drove me to that even further, because Phantom Thread... It uses light so fucking like beautifully, and uh, yeah, dude. Like, I don't, I don't think anybody makes more beautiful movies than than him. And it's like it's a testament to the cinematographer. Well, he's dead. Uh, the cinematographer also, but you know, that's kind of like a uh, like you know they yeah, work together. So, you know, I was, Collabo, I was watching yeah. uh, PTA's. In, he was getting interviewed for the master, and he was asked like, "Well, why did you go with the film stock?" And I was. First of all, I thought that was a stupid question. And what do you say, Because I'm pretty sure the answer is dumber like, because that's better like, a lot of Yeah, it just, that's what I would have said, like, because it looks better. And if I had the ability to do film stock, I would. Yeah. He said that it, PTA was, was civil about it, obviously. And mm-hmm. he said, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like how you just kind of feel what would be right. Like, I didn't, he didn't know which one would be correct. But he just saw that the film, that film stock was like the most appropriate for yeah. the master. And, and he didn't have like a very technical like response to it. He just like, this is what feels right for the yeah. film. And that's pretty you know? cool. I mean, that makes total, I mean, the movie's set in 1950. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, a lot yeah. of movies, like even when you're watching, mm-hmm. I've said like that beach scene at the very beginning, it seems like you're watching a James Bond flick from that era. Yeah. Because yeah. like the way the yeah. lighting is and the way the film texture is, you can totally see that texture. And I think my roommate, um, Hansel, he asked, asked me during that scene, he was like, is it possible to achieve that look on digital? And immediately I was like, no, no, like, no, <laughs> no, no. I was like a no. lot of, a lot of posts can, emulate that look but you're not going to have that texture and just like the way yeah. it looks in well, well, I'm, oh, yeah. yeah i'm so i'm so glad that like there's been this uh 
pretty recent push by the biggest filmmakers there are like Tarantino him Tarantino yeah both of them Nolan uh, both directors this season Nolan uh, fucking J.J. Abrams was one of them um and uh, JJ, Scorsese. Does JJ? But the thing is, okay, he's important. No. He seven. does. He did. Yes. Yeah, he does. But the thing she's is, what's me. important about him is that he's the money guy. So it's cool that he's like, like, hey guys, film still pretty cool. And Scorsese is also like still a film guy. So I, I hope that more movies <laughs> still are still. A film guy. still yeah. <laughs> Well, They're no Soderbergh. Any, there you go. Any, no, stop. Soderbergh's like, I'm going to make a phone on, on my flip phone. phone. Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. I think, you know, there's nothing wrong. We're shitting on digital. There's nothing wrong with using There's nothing wrong with There's, there's nothing wrong with either format. I'm just saying, like, you know, I applaud the fact. Yeah. If anything, the takeaway from this segment is, like, we applaud the filmmakers who want to keep the actual traditional medium alive. And they have the alive. ability to do so. Oh, like, definitely. Like, a lot of, a lot of yeah. us. I think it, it's restricted to those famous filmmakers because film costs a fucking shit ton yeah, yeah so like it's restrictive to like it's good that those people are still making them because like you know it i mean it gives me hope well, because when, they're when so good that yeah. they have that the they can keep it alive yeah, yeah. well it, will keep yeah. making films. if, if anything nolan has the biggest influence because he for brings sure. in so much money and he's like oh i'm gonna use film yeah obviously i'm gonna use film and, uh, yeah, and that's, like, trickling down to other directors, you I think, think, too. You think yeah. his crew is just like, oh, we're going to use film, and they're like, fucking hell. Like, they're just, like, well, super yeah, pissed dude, off. Have you heard – okay, there's this uh, there's this video um, – Because it's really hard to shoot uh, film. Hoyt von Hoytema, I think is his name. It's a weird name, but he talks about filming Dunkirk. It's like this cinematography – Dunkirk. Dunkirk, George. Uh, he, ta- Dunkirk. he talks about filming <laughs> Dunkirk, uh, and it's like a cinematography roundtable from Hollywood Reporter or something. And yeah, he talks about it like it's a fucking nightmare. Like they, t- like he talks oh, about like see, hooking yeah. the IMAX cameras up to the side of a like a P fifty one Mustang. <laughs> how it like went into the ocean and they thought they lost it and they found it and they like ended up using the tape. Because it's really that was on it. So and amazing. like yeah, and yeah. it's like it's insane, dude. But like yeah, it sounds like a fucking nightmare because to work. You can't film. watch like dailies on film. Like you have to fucking exactly. You have yeah. to process it you have first. To have the guy and then yeah, and, right. then, and yeah. so like imagine like. You're the cinematographer, like, oh shit, I'm gonna get to work on a Nolan movie, or I'm gonna get to work on a PTA movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then well, they tell it's you, gonna be yeah, a nightmare. And, yeah, and, like you just graduated, and they're just like, hey, we're gonna use 65 millimeter film, and the guy's like, oh, okay. fuck, I have no fucking idea how to yeah, do that. Yeah. Like, it's just like imagine that. It's fucking. I mean, yeah. shooting. I shoot digital photography most of the, most of the time. I mean, all the time, all the time. But I've, yeah. I've shot film before, and I'm just like, I don't know how my, I don't know how these roles are gonna look. Like, I'm just gonna send them in, and then. Literally get oh, rid of like yeah. eight fucking like mm. rolls because I don't know what the fuck it looks like. Yeah. Shit. So like well. yeah, I can just but like kudos to all those people who are keeping film alive because mm. I would like you know that gives me hope. One of these days I would like to sh- I don't know about like fucking thirty. I don't have the budget for that, but like I would like to shoot like something on six sixteen millimeter film or something like that. That would be pretty cool. Well, it's like we're gonna talk about this on Hateful Eight. Like one of the best experiences I've ever had was like the seventy millimeter so much fun, road show for mm. Hateful Eight. It was oh, like yeah, it was yeah. amazing. It was incredible. I saw that, but too. Uh, I'll save that. I'll save all that for that mm. episode. But um, yeah, so I did. I think that's gonna bring us to the end of uh, well, this episode. Uh, it, no, no. It? is it? Okay, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about because we never got to it um, on previous episodes. Yeah, is that Tarantino says uh, uh, PTA is like one of his best friends. Okay, yeah. yeah. I just thought that was really interesting and in how like he uh, describes him as as their relationship, kind of like a Marlon Brando and. Who's the opposing actor to Marlon Brando? Uh, Someone older than Marlon Brando. Paul Newman? I don't know, but he said that they were... Humphrey Bogart. 
Yeah, and maybe I think it was Humphrey Bogart. I don't know. He's, but I'm just saying, he's I'm, too I'm, old, I think. No, but I'm trying to see like a contrast because Marlon Brando yeah. to me be is Paul like, Newman. Maybe Marlon Brando's a physical. But the actor, point is, like, is yeah. that he says that one of them's Marlon Brando and one of them's the other one, and they're different, but they they're better because of each other. And I yeah. thought that was like a kind of like a interesting, like and sweet thing that he would say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can yeah. definitely see, and I think you brought this up on a previous podcast how like they their movies like never come out in the same year how it's like they kind of like switch off and it's like like back and forth and that's yeah. really fascinating because it's like you can you can almost imagine like uh PTA having a screening for like mm. Quentin Tarantino of uh Phantom Thread or of The yeah. Master and then he comes and sees it and they talk about it. Uh, there like, wasn't enough uh, feet in uh, in uh there weren't enough there, uh, there weren't enough feet in that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys doing uh from Dust Till Dawn or no? That's, that's no, not. No, no, no. It's not. But like, no. there's a there's yeah. a scene in there where like Tarantino, oh, he's like sucking on Selma He's, he's foot. super into that <laughs> foot, like super I mean, super into. I mean, we'll talk about that one scene. We we have a segment that we haven't touched on in a little while called feet. "Where's the Feet." Yeah. I mean, uh, if it was Salma Hayek, I'd put her foot in my mouth. I you would, would have the same like, reaction as Tarantino. It's like, yeah, just like I sucking mean, the shit I'm out of it. I'm not like into feet, but like because that's what he was Salma doing. Hayek. Like his face. This is an audio podcast, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah. And I can't like really, but like that motherfucker was like, dude, he was he sucked all the shit. Yeah, like as soon as the foot gets near his face, like yeah. he did, he forgot all cameras were on him and just like he sucked <laughs> just, the hell out just of it. Pure instinct. Yeah, exactly. It pure walking Phoenix in the jail cell. Yeah, Tarantino, goddamn it. I mean, you, you do what you love, and you love what you do, right? Yeah, exactly. In that case, yeah, I but, guess so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's – and we brought this up, I think, in the first episode about how these are two guys who came up in, like, the indie film movement of, like, the early to mid-90s who – these are people that love movies, love film, but it was it was opened up to a wider, like, audience of potential filmmakers. It was, like – the Soderberghs, the Kevin Smiths, unfortunately, it was the. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just no, uh, it was the uh, the Linklaters. It's like all these people that like were like you know given opportunities by things like Sundance and things like that to to kind of uh, yeah make a name for themselves. Yeah, so, yeah. And I wonder what is next. For what PTA? is the next movement? No, just in general. Oh, movement. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. The you next movement. Know. You never know until hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Well, I mean, I think the next movement we're in, and it's YouTube. Oh, yeah, it's YouTube, and Which, it's also like uh, a very PC movement of. I feel like we're going to enter a PC movement of of film eventually, at least in, in PC? America. Yeah. I well, I, I think. Well, do, oh. okay. When you say that, do you mean like in terms of like cultural appropriation? Like not in the like in the bad because I'm not I'm not talking about like you know Star Wars fan. Boys who are saying like you know everything okay. is like well okay so you're talking about like because the way I think about but it I feel is, like, like it's diversity going to move that like like everybody move. of all types and shapes and colors are making movies and orientations are making movies and therefore we have a lot more interesting movies that we haven't seen before I think that's probably the next movement I hope it's that I I really hope it's that but I think yeah. it's it's literally studios saying like well like I think it's going to be a little bit more. This is my opinion, and I hope it doesn't happen that way. But I, th- mm. I just think like it's uh, it's going to be studios listening to the fans, and, and I don't want that. Oh to happen. God, yeah. I fucking hope. You know what? I, I think I that's saw... a, that'd be a big problem that's because thing, yeah. it's just like, like I mean, bad. I'm and, all about like, diversity, you know, but you can't force a minority group to just make something good. Exactly, and that's I don't want yeah, that happen. That's just as bad, sort of thing. Yeah, that's know? just as bad as that's not having as diversity bad. as all. Like, and you know, it was so interesting. Like, I don't want that to happen. A little bit of a tangent, but you know that um, 
What's that? What's that uh, film that came out recently? The Home Invasion. The mom is she's black and she like attack. What is it called? <sighs> you know what I'm talking about? I, I yeah, I think I do. Yeah, I, it's I like a strong black woman who like defends like her house from a home invasion. Yeah. I forgot the name of it, but like it got poor reviews and like some guy. I don't know if it was on Reddit. He's like, well, it's great because. At least we have diverse films that can also be bad too, you know. So it's like, yeah. it's well, like no, that's that's form. that's really interesting. Is because we we need to get to that stage where like you everybody's can't. making movies. It's like uh, th- it was a topic on Harmon Town where like yeah. Dan Harmon was saying, I want everybody to have access to these cre- like to be in writers' rooms and mm-hmm. be uh, leading writers' rooms and making movies because then we'll realize everybody's a hack, everybody's bad at this. Yeah. Uh, some people will stand out, some won't. We need to get to that spot where everybody's making shit so we realize that like everybody is equally talented and yeah. equally well, shitty I, I and don't stuff. Know. It's just like it, it, it also goes down to um, – because – you know, I'm of mixed race, yeah. and I don't, um, I don't really associate with Humble white brag. people, and I don't associate with Asians. You heard it here first, I, yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> I, I mean, neither group really accepted me. I'll be honest, like, you yeah. know, my whole life. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, well, you know, like I just want to make something good. Like I don't really care about like diversity in the sense. I just want to make something that people like. Yeah. You know, and what makes someone who is an actual just one race superior over to whatever I make? You know, I I think I mean, I always I know it doesn't sound politically correct, but I just go down to merit. Like, did you make a good film? Did Mm -hmm. you make do you have a good idea? Totally. Because I don't I don't I don't I know it sounds humble bragging, but I don't really see race as a thing to define content. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I, th- I think the the next phase is just making sure everybody can make stuff so that we get to the point where mm. it's it, we do get to that. You mm. know, like it is like a quality thing where it's like, well, was that thing good or not? And mm. like that's how we figure it out. Mm. But it's like it's like yeah, you still have to get to the point where like people of all backgrounds are making stuff. It's just and, it's a slippery you know? slope. Yeah, you know, like it is, how, yeah. where do you where do you draw a line? What is the percentage of white to black to Mexican to Asian ratio. And it's just like, it's taking yeah. away the, the, the art too. Yeah, exactly. It, you you're, you're kind of yeah. missing the point yeah. and like the actual whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally understand. Yeah. Like we got to have Asian guy in Star Trek and we got to have black guy. And we got to get gay guy. And that's gotta cover the all like, the, ch- you got to check mark all the minorities. And it's like, well, yeah. And if you're going off a I list, mean, you can't it, make, but, you, you can't know. make good art. Cause you're just literally telling, you're yeah, putting something like, in your yeah, movie. Yeah. Even someone else PTA told you to in the master, he said that he wanted to, you know, when, when Freddie Quill is doing, um, was taking photographs of various like people. He wanted to get his children to um, to be in it, but he said he wouldn't do it because it would be unfaithful to the time. Like they're too mixed to yeah. be part of it. And I was like, well, it's not like he didn't want to, but he's also trying to be true to how that how time it was presented. Yeah, you know, sure. it's not yeah. like, and you yeah. know, and that doesn't sound PC either. But I mean, that's just how it was back then, and and I would hate to lie to people. Yeah, um, just just for the sake of diversity. Well, I mean, know? and that's why we're yeah. talking a lot about this. But yeah, like, interesting. but like the I, think I mean, the Black Panther hit it on the head though, like right there, mm, yeah. like right yeah. with that line, what you said. Like, you don't want to lie to people for the sake of diversity. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's why the Black Panther thing and the like is is so good, and it's like why it's such a. It, I think it's a thing that uh, Hollywood, the Black Panther Party? will. 
and (laughs) will and has listened to where they say, okay, well, Shit, we're not servicing everybody. Well, like, like you just a made lot a good, of our a good, yeah, you, you just made, made a good, good movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay, it's not like the number two grossing movie in the world this year because it's good. Like, it's it's because uh, yeah, it's, it's servicing oh, yeah, no, a, a group point, of yeah. people that mm. have like girls historically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Girls Trip made over a hundred million dollars. It's like it's it's servicing people that their stories haven't been told before, and mm. it's like. We just need, I, I don't know. It's like, I, I agree with you guys too, but it's like there's a middle ground there that I think we're slowly going to get I think to. that's fair, but I, I also think that just Black Panther was also just, it, it's kind of like an exponential gain. Like, the fact that, I mean, like, I have, I think Black Panther is medium good as mm-hmm. a film, um, but I think Oof. it was really good for everybody, you know? Yeah, it, for it sure. It's an enjoyable film. Like, I, I didn't hate it. It... But it was like further. It, it was like a, a cat. It, uh, it was synergistic that it was a, if it founded a need, which was a black superhero, mm-hmm. and it was good because we have black film black films that out there. There's you know I, I almost want to use like Creed you know? as a better example because yeah. Creed is like an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. Same director. It's like black writer director. And it was still like a hit, mm. and uh, I, I think it's a better example. It, it's, it's like the chicken and the egg thing. I think you just start from a good idea, and then you can put in yeah. the the, uh, the diversity. You know what I mean? I yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Creed two looks, even though it has nothing to do with what you guys. Are <laughs> Creed looks, two looks terrible. You whoa, Ooh, hey, what? It does look That's terrible. what you think? That's I weird. Totally I thought I, I'm on board, man. It looks great. You don't think uh, Michael B. Jordan's hot pecs? Don't want to wrap why, why do you think it looks bad? The music or because the... Creed did not need a sequel. Creed well, was a, a, okay. To be a... fair, Ryan Coogler's not directing it, so I'm a little skeptic. I mean, but... Creed. Well, the first Creed was a remake of the first Rocky, so like whatever. It's like it's the Force Awakens that's, Jurassic World uh, syndrome. That's of ridiculous, that. dude. That's this, not ridiculous. We need to talk Whoa. about this after. We need to wrap this up so I can yell at. How I have long a ROTS you are. episode if you want to listen to the Creed. By the way, I, okay. Oh. I'm gonna disagree. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's a bad. No, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying that, like, Points. Creed 2, why it would you make similar. a Creed 2? You know, like, okay. why would you, like, you I know, you're, you're trying to make your Creed franchise like the Rocky franchise, where every movie is just worse than the last one. So why are you doing a Creed 2? Because, like, Creed 2, we get uh, that yeah. Drago, you know, Ivan Drago killed fucking Apollo Creed. Why do you need mm-hmm. to fight his son? Like, it's just, like, it's very yeah, comical, okay. in my opinion. Like, you know what? I feel that. You know, Drago just, reminds me of... And I'm not saying this the to master Creed, because like I love that, that Creed. Like I love the Rocky. What franchise. did you guys think <laughs> of the you. closing Holy arguments? Holy shit, man! We are like out in the goddamn boonies right now. The master. What are your final um, thoughts on the master? You want to go first, John? My final thoughts on the master? Yeah. yeah. So Creed two. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just playing. Yeah. Holy shit, um, uh, Brent! We're gonna have fun here in a bit. Uh, I want to see it. I don't think so. <laughs> um... <laughs> Sorry, um, the master is a great fucking movie. I like. Um, I applaud you guys for actually having me on this podcast. Like, I, I'm so grateful for you guys for opening my eyes to PTA's movies. Um, I cannot get enough. Uh, this is not going to be the last you time I watch welcome. the master. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Guys. You're welcome. Shit. I'm having. You're you know, if I could hand job you, if you guys weren't sitting like four hand seats away from job me, you. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys weren't sitting far I've away. Never heard like yeah. That. yeah, I I would be your Amy I Adams. I would job. be your hand job. I would be your Amy can Adams. I, can I stare at myself oh. like in the mirror while you're jerking me off? No, because we'd have to move from this spot, uh, and I don't want to do that. 
You can yell in that pain like Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman does. Philip really? Seymour Hoffman was <sighs> yelling, oh, whatever the fuck. Anyway, I'm just trying to say that you Sorry. guys are awesome for uh, giving me the knowledge of Thank PTA you, at this point. Yeah. And it's a fucking great movie. It's not the last time I'm going to watch this flick. I'm going Unless to watch you this flick. Die. Like, totally. Uh, what? What? Oh yeah, you're right. I almost died like last weekend. So, like, I guess, right. so yeah, we, just, stay alive, John. Please. We, we are so glad. We 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 all collectively freaked out. Yeah, and we are very glad that you're alive. Yes. Thank yeah. you, guys. It's a little personal here on this podcast. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Awesome. Yes. Um, but thank you. Yeah. Um, if I don't die, I will watch this movie very uh, many times mm-hmm. over. Um, it's a fucking great character. I did not know character studies could be this fucking impactful. Um, I didn't know that this just the literally just like the way the film film in general is boiled down to just sound and image. And these the way this movie and all of his other movies that I've seen, like kind of combine that into like a hypnotic experience is just like it's mind blowing to me. Mm. So like um, the master, I'm totally for this. Like this is I know I've I've said that two times on your other fucking podcast, which is like a AI and um Close Encounters, which are both movies that I've seen for the first time for this podcast. Yeah. So I hope I keep that tradition <laughs> up in the future if I come back. Oh, yeah. I'll um, write that down. But, like, this is amazing. Like, this this movie is amazing, and I'm, I, I'm so, like, hyped to watch, you know, Boogie mm. Nights and Inherent Vice and, oh, okay, whatever. See, I Magnolia also too. hope that our podcast just encourages um, people to watch movies they haven't seen before. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and I know... Mm. I know that it's hard to, you know, listen to her podcast if you haven't seen it and to go out of your way to watch the movies. But, I I mean, to our viewers out there or listeners, you know, we 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 don't just choose bullshit movies unless you were seasoned last season, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you should check out the movies that we're, we have lined up here. So. I'm not yeah, trying to exactly. be triggered because I do like Tim Burton, so uh, fuck you well, guys. Well, you know, last game. season was rough because both directors are really bad, but I'm not sure, yeah, because like you guys... I'm did... taking my Creed 2 shit out on... No, Creed 1 <laughs> shit out on you now, John. No, but I'm not just kidding. No, I mean, it's uh, cool because you guys didn't even do any good Tim Burton movies last season. So no, that's, that's fair. Cool. He does have good yeah. movies, um, um, just as Paul Feig does, but I mean, what, we were in hell and we couldn't... We couldn't pick. Yeah, all of Paul Feig's movies are better than Creed 1, so it's cool, pretty cool. No, Whoa. But anyway, Sean, um, you're just trying Whoa. to... What Whoa. are you, the Star Wars subreddit? Have you guys seen Jesus. Mars Attacks? Mars Attacks is way better than Creed. That movie's fine. Saying. Adam and I watched that together one oh, night. Okay, yeah. okay, um, okay <laughs> but yeah, the master, uh, the master <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. is... Yeah, is, is, is awesome. It's, it's a really uh, in-depth, like, character portrait of two... Uh, two guys, their relationship together. Um, and that makes it sound like they are, yeah, like are in a romance together. Yeah, they, they were. Are. Kind yeah. of. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, down it's influenced that. by it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really fascinating, like post World War II America, um, like diving into how. Uh, just drifters like Colts and yeah. yeah exactly and like how like Colts and how spirituality affects people in like post-war America um, and yeah I mean every time I watch it I pick up new things like I, I I can just like put this movie on and watch it even though it's not one of my favorite PTA movies I can still just it's so watchable um, and that's probably a testament to like the visuals the the mm. acting like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. God, we didn't really even talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman or 
Walking Phoenix very much, but like they're they're both like at the top of their game in this movie. Mm. Like Walking uh, Phoenix only lost Best Actor because Daniel Day was in fucking <coughs> Spielberg or what was in Spielberg? Like he was in a, Lincoln. Yeah, my Lincoln. bad. <laughs> um, that was such bullshit. I, I, I mean, agree he did too. Great I've never Lincoln, seen Lincoln. He was you know, he was great in Lincoln, but it's like. He got to give it to him in the master, but yeah. it's it's a Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour thing. It's like right? like who he's cares? The, yeah, yeah. He's it's the, a it's a Meryl Streep in in the into the woods fucking situation. <laughs> like why the fuck did she get? Okay, oh we god, have she yeah. did. That's our ground that we can fucking meet on. Is yeah. how dumb that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean this movie is 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 fucking great. Um, uh, yeah, watch it. That's my final thoughts. So yeah, I mean uh, I love this movie. It's so good, and what's so interesting about it is that there's so there's heavy themes on past lives and reincarnation, and um, I won't get too in depth, but I, I think I really love this film because um, I won't I won't be too specific, but like I grew up in a kind of a new age religion, and I'm very familiar with um, the practices that. Uh, you know, Lancaster Dodd and the whole ideas. So, I mean, like, there's there's some part of me that has a soft side for where he's coming from, and then there's part of me that, I mean, as you guys know how I am now, you know, mm-hmm. that is very critical of, of the way that it goes about itself. Yeah. But anyways, like, you know, I think past lives and the reincarnation thing is kind of a, you can interpret that in a meta sense that you watch this movie repeated, Re- repetition being one of the biggest themes in this in this film and watching this movie i don't know how many times i've watched it maybe four or five times in my entire life um you like life. you said in this life right and uh you pick up on more and more things and you start piecing it together and that's what's so interesting on why repetition being like a uh, important factor like there's like like little deep i love seeing instead of a top down approach i'm gonna go from like the details thing like yeah like when when um when freddie was in the theater and there's there's casper the friendly ghost like uh playing and you um it's like it's like Dodd is the the is Casper and he's like haunting um like Freddy and his dreams, right? Yeah, yeah. And what was so I don't know I don't know how somehow PTA had to plan this because <laughs> Casper says Captain never leaves his ship. And I was like, what the fuck? He somehow found a Casper cartoon that, like, <laughs> is directly references Dodd and his command, you know, being the, the captain of his religion. Yeah. And I was like, I never, I, I would have never picked that up if I hadn't watched this. Yeah, I didn't catch viewings. that. Damn. Like, it's like, I love those little nuggets of just, like, yeah. Like little details sprinkled throughout everything's PTA's intentional films. with him, man. Yeah, like yeah. he's the most one of the most confident filmmakers that we have mm-hmm. right now. And that, and that's why I just don't understand how anyone can rate his films after one viewing. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, you have to, you have to just watch it, and experience it, and don't think too much about it, and then 
you discuss it, and then you go right back into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think that's the difference between kind of, um, you know, Tarantino and uh, PTA and, you know, kind of like the whole uh, Transformers thing. It's like you go into Tarantino, you'll have fun, you'll love it, and it's expertly made. Let's not get that. You know, let's not mm-hmm. muddy around that. Yeah. But you you kind of just get, with the exception of Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, yeah, you kind of exactly. get what you what you get right away. Like, you know what this is all about. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, Tarantino films, you know. Right. It's not, it's not to say that after repeat viewings you don't further enhance, mm-hmm. but I feel like with PTA, it's like you see these just these, these nuggets. Know, I want to jump in real quick and say that they're early, like... PTA and Quentin Tarantino have like inversely because like PTA's early movies are like Tarantino's later movies and Tarantino's early movies are like PTA's later movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like Magnolia and uh, Boogie Nights are very much in the vein of like mm-hmm. later Tarantino where he's just kind of having fun. You get everything mm-hmm. you need out of it for the most part. First mm-hmm. time viewing. So I think it's just a, a further interesting thing between the two of them. Yeah, I think they they watched each other's films and then like kind of like re- reacted yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I can see that because that's what Tarantino said is that like, yeah. oh, I got to top this one now. I got to top. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's just like it's kind of cool that they have that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, um, I think I think I want to say that this is my. My second favorite PTA movie from uh, There Will Be Blood. I'll go ahead and say, add, agree to that, too. Mm-hmm. Like I, watching There Will Be Blood, um, it was fucking great. Like, I was watching it all the way through, like, maybe mm. the first... Because it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Mm. I watched maybe the first hour and a half, maybe, like, the first two hours alone. Mm. And then everyone got home from work, and they were talking over, and I turned on the subtitles. I was still fucking immersed. Yeah. Like, just reading and, like, what was blood. going on. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I would say, like, There Will Be Blood is, like, my Yeah, The Will Be Blood is just so tight. It's so fucking yeah. great. Yeah. Um, the Master I really, really like. Mm. I don't know if I like this more than Punch Drunk. I, I'm still kind of early on this opinion. But, like... Um, it's really funny. I mean, See, I'm this just is, like kind of a cynical person, so that's why. Like the the master for me is lower down, but it, mm. like like I said with uh, Tarantino, it's like even the lower down movies are still like fucking like yeah. nines out of I ten. Mean, like, like I still yeah. liked. I mean, I still really enjoyed Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sorry that we don't have the episode, but <laughs> I mean, I expressed how I was absolutely yeah. We I were, was yeah. surprised on how much I actually liked it this time around. You know, having the kind yeah. of the context of. For sure. Uh, P- PTA, but, you know, it was just dumbed down because I don't like Adam Sandler. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's, it is it is whatever. So the master all around, everyone loves it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Go great. check it out. I say that every time, I think. Go <laughs> check out the movie. You, yeah, this is, this is one that I, I truly yeah. think, for, for this season at least, people may not, or may not, probably not have seen. Uh if you've gotten to now, that's weird. You've kind of been spoiled on a lot of it, yeah. most of it. But yeah, it's kind of weird that you listen uh, watch to it, it if you haven't. Yeah. I like, guess or, watch it and listen to the podcast. You know, the exact same. A, be- a better thing to say is, if you know people who haven't seen it, show them the show master, them, yeah. and uh, yeah, they'll they'll probably be into it. If not after the first viewing, then then get rid of those friends it. if they don't like it. No, yeah, murder. Well, what, kill them. If, they should be okay with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. 
singing and dancing around a bunch of naked ladies. <laughs> On a slow road to China. That's not even the That's song. Not, I, God damn it. I'm go roving, go roving. Yeah. And roving. She's well, my money. Well, the last song that he sings. <laughs> yeah, the last season. Yeah, but I was talking about the naked ladies that part. That fucking oh, yeah, scene yeah, is disturbing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's you know, pretty fucking <laughs> It's, it's crazy. I know uneasy. we're still going, but okay, fine, roving, yeah, yeah. I never knew what that word meant bum, really bum, 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 it's bum, like it's bum, being bum, like floozy right like a floozy no, like it means traveling without destination which oh, is like oh so that's, cool. that's so, singing. Yeah. That's well, yeah. so cool okay, gotcha. yeah and then cool. you have a bunch of naked ladies yeah <laughs> that's like a that that's funny. a i was gonna say a berry that's a, a freddy thing right like he mm-hmm. just because he it cuts before that like it shows well it's kind he, of it's, ha- it's see, him thinking because he's yeah. shit face drunk like yeah. it's what he see everybody. yeah that's what man i wish i brought that up i was wondering if you guys <laughs> were thinking if it was actual reality no i not. i didn't get no, i think no. the first time i watched it i really? actually had to rewind I think he it. has the power to no, that's absolutely no, not yeah, reality. It's bonkers. That's no. It's yeah, it's, it's, not, it's because, like because it keeps cutting away yeah, to Freddie like, and Freddie's just like hmm. fucking and he's always thinking about naked women hmm. and so it's cuz he's a, like I don't he's like sex obsessed. Hands on my girls. I don't like hands on my girls. That's a weird fucking side of the mouth thing. All right guys, well we've been talking about a long time, like 2 hours holy shit I think. Um so John, uh what plug do you got? What's what's happening in the Delphinhood? I what, have a why huge. Why does it have to be just Delphin? I don't know. I have a huge plug. Do <laughs> Your identity you, is is plugged. Are you into owned Dr. by Delphin? <laughs> I am. Like I have a, a chain He's that literally. Yeah, you see that? Like the He's chain outside extends. Right yeah, there. extends like literally like a couple of miles. He was out. checking his watch like three or four times. Yeah, definitely. The podcast. Mm. <laughs> I have a plug is to not watch Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. No, I'm just playing. Don't no. don't get us into that, John. Whoa. We forgot to, and it's too late now, man. Bad, We're too late. Actually, go watch it, and please tweet. At well, this is going to be us. in August anyway, right? Or some shit. It's not going to. This is going to be all very early, early August. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's already out of theaters. Hopefully. So. Okay. Cool. Well, thankfully, in other words, <laughs> not, not hopefully. Thankfully. Um, uh, yeah, if you guys um, want to take a, uh, you know, if you guys like movie podcasts, you you must because you're listening to this. Um, go and listen to Revenge of the Sequel, um, where I'm, I'm on with, uh, my co-host, Emmanuel Delphin. Um, we should have a, <laughs> by this point, I'm just like literally spitballing right here. We should have a lucrative, uh, season by then. A lucrative Yeah. And so Ooh. we should have it full of movies, hopefully. If not, then, uh, if you guys like the Marvel movies and mm. you guys enjoyed the fuck out of, uh, Infinity War, go back and listen to, uh, Countdown to Infinity, which we are going to... Uh, you know, we, we'll have one more episode by the time this comes out. We'll, we'll the Ant Man and the Wasp episode. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, um, check out all the Delphin Pod podcasts. You guys can um, Google it or iTunes search it. That's even easier. Um, check out all the Sticker Fridge podcasts too. They're they're pretty great. We um, got so many now. Yeah, Dude, we're at like so seven or eight. Yeah. There's a lot. Guys. That's why I'm just keeping the name brands because we have both on. We have a yeah. Lot on both. I, I can't yeah, even yeah. go through all of them. Just stickerfridge.com slash podcast or stickerfridge.com. Hey, by the time you guys hear this, that actual website is pretty. No, yeah, right yeah, dude. Zach has been doing really cool work. By then, I think, yeah, we'll it'll it'll be even better. So just go to stickerfridge.com. Uh, have a lot of cool stuff going on there. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then anything we'll have a we'll have a Delphin Pod and a Sticker Fridge collaboration. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, which is going to be really <laughs> fucking exciting. <laughs> I don't know. Mm, what are we gonna? You know what it is. Yeah. It'll but be anyways, cool. I don't have ideas. From Adam, Brent, and John, thanks for listening, guys, to another episode of Director Showdown. Can I thank you guys for having me on? Yes, you thank can. You, you can. Thank you. Guys. You're welcome. And we appreciate it. You're welcome. Come back next week where we. Do Glorious Bastards. Bastards. Gonna be awesome. All right. Thanks for listening, guys.
All right. Later. See you.